very special holiday edition of the Giant Bombcast. It is Tuesday, December the 23rd, oh, 2008. That's like- uh, our last proper podcast uh, of the year. Uh, we will be back next week uh, with our Game of the Year deliberation podcast. Yeah, that thing's uh, oh, that's a long one. That's a beast. I may cut that down a little bit, but that is still going to be a beast. We talk- cut out all the parts where you talk about the games that you like and why you like them. And then just keep all the parts about me being awesome. So it'll be about so like normal then. <laughs> it'll be about forty five second podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's. Uh, it's the three of us. It's Ryan and Vinny and Jeff. Brad is Hi. in uh, North Carolina somewhere wearing a, a toboggan. I'm sure. Yeah. So we've replaced uh, him with with the keyboard. We just have his mic pointed directly <laughs> at Techno. Although we do have yes, we we have given Brad's microphone to Techno. So gonna just overwhelm everything else on this podcast. It sounds just like Brad. Hello, rumbling. Well, it does sound like Brad, and then I want to tell it to shut up. That's mean. Boosh. <laughs> Ow. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, hey, let's talk hey. about our weekends, right. respective uh, video game and weekends. Okay. Hey, Vinny. Yes. How you doing? Doing okay. We're gonna talk about our weekends then. How yeah? How was your weekend, man? Um, uh, man, this weekend uh, I don't remember much of it. So it was a good weekend. Yeah. Uh, I played some Fallout Three. Yeah. How is that treating you? It's a wasteland. Mm. It's long and. We've talked about this before, but it's big. It's and, big. There's and, a lot um, of parts where there's not much to do. Yeah, well, there, there seems to be stuff to do, but is it the stuff you want to do? What was your takeaway thing from this weekend's uh, Fallout? Like, what, what do you remember most specifically <laughs> about this weekend's take, Fallout 3? Wrap it up in a nugget? Yeah, because you're right. We have talked about Fallout 3 extensively, yeah. and it's it's highs and lows. So. It's true. Uh, this weekend, I... You met some earlier about vampires. I, I met some vampires who are not vampires, uh-huh. and that was actually pretty cool. Uh, they uh, I don't want to spoil it for nobody. But you go out and you try and talk to this group of thugs, if you will, this gang. Some thuggish, ruggish, some vampires. Uh, they've been kind of molesting and harassing this small town. Oh, and uh, it's it's dropped that maybe some people's necks were bitten and you go talk to them. Depending and, on how high your, your medicine skill is. <laughs> you can figure this stuff out. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to end that. How high? Yeah, I thought that's where that statement was going to end. You are. And uh, you talk to them and you, uh, you know... You find out that maybe they're vampires. Hey, do you guys really think you're vampires? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. But, you know, may- maybe those other vampires were like us. So, it's good. It's good It's good dialogue. I also met Cherry. Uh-huh. And Cherry works for... Uh, From the old Melly Griffith movie, Cherry yes. 2000? No. Yeah. She's yeah, a robot she's, prostitute? Yeah, she's totally a prostitute, but she's a CG prostitute, so totally different. Oh, that's awesome. That's sort of the same thing. That's like yeah. that's like the Web 2.0 version of being a robot prostitute. Hey, maybe it's you a mean, like, users contribute to it? Uh, yeah. Social networking uh-huh. prostitutes, yep. web to- prostitute two point Yep. Uh, re- Ruby on Rails, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah, brother. Fat Rails. Cherry didn't make it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but how does that? But she's CG. She's CG, and she CGly lost her head. Got blown off by a raider. She was running in a how, nightgown. How does how does a how does an imaginary person's head get blown off by a real person's shotgun? That's a good question. That's the question that yeah. the police will have to answer. <laughs> See if I, they can make it stick. I will not incriminate myself on this podcast. <laughs> uh, she was not. Th- there was nobody. Nobody's real. I'm I'm the real one. I didn't shoot her. 
What'd you hear? <laughs> <laughs> no, she followed me out. She was gonna. She was gonna make. We we're gonna make our way to Rivet City. Uh-huh. She, was, she was gonna get away from all yeah. this, and you were her only hope. I was taking her out. Said, Let's go. Follow me. She said, okay, and we ran out. And some guys started shooting at me, and I was like, "I'm gonna go into bats." And I shot some guys, and I turned around, and got out of bats, and there was Cherry on the ground with her head no longer attached to her body. And I poked her a couple of times; she did not get up, and I walked away. So she, so her death was entirely your fault. I'm just saying, like, this is one of those, I, like, you can you can do it well, or you can fail it, or is this one of those things where it's? I'll tell you what, I was not gonna reload for Cherry. <laughs> But that, but that was like a thing you could fail. It wasn't just like you were predestined to have her head. Dude, get blown Rivet off. City is far away from this place. <laughs> I was not going to take Cherry to Rivet City, so I'm kind of glad it worked out this way. So you really had no <laughs> intentions of fulfilling that I, mission in the first place. I really didn't. I was hoping I would get far enough away from her so I got to a load screen. She would no longer be there. But no, you should have just fast traveled to Rivet City and I, seen if then like I would, then I would have felt bad because I would have known that she was wandering the wasteland in her nightgown. Like if, she would have got there eventually. Maybe the, the Raiders only not. harass you. I don't think they actually harass NPCs. <laughs> no, I've seen these strung up bodies around the wasteland. They mm. do bad things to cherries. Sure, bad. Then that's Fallout Three. That is my takeaway. Fantastic. Cherry lost her head. Vampires are cannibals. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, I think that's about all I really got into this weekend. Jeff, what, uh, weekend, what did I do? Um, I started playing Sonic Unleashed. Woo! Which is not a good game. No, I've watched you play. A yeah, little I was bit playing of that a little here. more of it before we came over here to do this. Mm-hmm. It's not a good game. Nope. Why? Um, it's not fun. It is not. It's not well made. It is not well made. Uh, the Sonic parts don't work. The Sonic the the Hedgehog parts don't work either. Uh, uh-huh. you know, bad camera. You know. Boring gameplay, dumb. It's dumb. On top of that, it's not very good. But what makes it a bad game? Like the gameplay, like the part where you play it. Like that part makes it. Like well, the, that's not the only part, though. It seems that makes it bad. It seems like the writing makes it bad, also. Yeah, the the writing's not so good. The characters are pretty dumb. Uh, but you know, I, I think it's funny because you have a lot of people that are like, "Man, they just need to make one old style Sonic game where you just run." But there are parts in this game that do that, and they are terrible. Ah, uh, they can't win. It's no, time. no, it's like a little behind the back perspective where you're kind of moving, and then it, it, it like it plays itself, and and as a result, like you you start to reflect on the early Sonic games and realize that, dude, that's pretty much what those were too. Yeah, I'm okay with that. And like I think that was fun then, but I you know it's like games have changed so much since the early '90s. See, but but all of those Sonic games they've released on the GBA and the DS have been pretty kick ass. Yeah, and they, been, but and, but and even been, those, like I'm not super like like I play them and go, oh, these are like the old Sonic games. But I'm still not satisfied. I'm still like, oh yeah, I'm not playing them like I played the original Sonic games. Sure, it's just cool that they made that. Yeah, but I have no desire to play that, and I'm wondering like who. Who is out there that is, like, stoked about Sonic? Because Sonic Unleashed seems like it was developed for, like, kids, kind of. Like, the combat is super dumb, and and the the monsters you fight are, are not savvy to anything. You're just, like, wailing on buttons. And then the, the Sonic, like, the daytime running fast parts practically play themselves. Like, am I just supposed to, like, hand this to a six-year-old and go, like, here you go! Knock yourself out! And they're supposed to be satisfied, but, like, do they care about Sonic in the first place? Like, like, are they trying to appeal to a new generation or trying to appeal to the people that grew up with Sonic? Because, 
I can tell you as someone who grew up with Sonic, th- that doesn't work. You're killing it. But does the other end work? Like, is, I, is the cartoon still around? No. Th- oh, okay. no. I think there's another one. Is there a Sonic? There's a Sonic X. There's yeah, some yeah, sort there's of Sonic, Sonic cartoon on the air right now, yes. But, so there uh, you go. So maybe yeah, like maybe, maybe, it's for those guys. maybe it's the for those guys. But I think they're just trying to find some gameplay formula that works in the modern uh, here days is the, for Sonic Here the is the, the gameplay formula that works for Sonic the Hedgehog. A lot of people have, have spent a lot of time thinking about how they would fix the Sonic series. But you've got it. I've got it. You've uh, figured it out. Are you going to give Fine. this away I've cracked the code. I'm going to give it away for free, free. Open source. Right here? Here is how you fix the Sonic the Hedgehog series. World exclusive. On this podcast? Here's how it happens. Lay it down. Stop making Sonic the Hedgehog games. Perfect. Period. Point Nailed blade. it. Done. Boom. Finished. For free. Yeah. There you go. Free <laughs> advice. You are done. Stop making Sonic games. Start making Alex Kidd games or some, you know, come up with some other mascot. Because I, no, I have no good memories of Alex Kidd, so it's not like he's, he's got big ears anything. and a big fist and he plays rock, paper, scissors. That sounds pretty kick-ass to me. Nothing to, nothing to sully there. He goes to worlds full of ninjas. He eats rice balls. He goes to Shinobi World. He goes to high-tech land. His last name has two Ds. His it. last name has two Ds in it. But straight up. Like, Sonic the Hedgehog is dead. Like, like uh, there's nothing to be gained from like constantly bashing that license against a rock and hoping that money comes out. Like, there's nothing left. Stop. What did uh? What? How did Mario survive by changing it up? Well, first by- off, <clears throat> there have been three proper Mario games since they went 3D. Okay. There have been about 18 Sonic games yeah. since. Like they've they've been trying with much greater. Uh, frequency than than Mario did. To, to get so, this. so I think the, the yeah the thing in, in Mario's advantage is that there's only a few memories and like yeah okay Super Mario Sunshine wasn't awesome mm-hmm. but that, you know it's it was so long since that that happened and the last thing you remember is Super Mario Galaxy which was awesome. Yep. So and 64 was good. So yeah they 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 it seems like they keep their experimenting to themselves a little more. I'm sure there were lots of iterations of bad. Mario games that but we just it, didn't yeah, see. Yeah. But I feel like Mario, like kind of like Sonic, has been dropped into every genre at this point. Well, I think what helps is that they are never; those are never considered like core Mario games. It's like, oh, there's Mario Party and there's Mario Kart and there's all these other, you know, Mario Superstars or Super, the Mario and Luigi thing. Who? Luigi, Luigi, Gee. Gee. what? <laughs> Luigi. Where does anyone call him Luigi? In, in my head. <laughs> what world? <laughs> what part of Long Island? Where do I have to? Where do you have to hang out for yeah, that to happen? It's, it's where the pizza folds because it's <laughs> thin and floppy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they've done the the Mario RPGs. They've done a bunch yeah. of other stuff that has been peripheral to the Mario experience. Also helps that most of those games are pretty good. They are pretty good. That's what I'm yeah, saying. So yeah. you think it's just. A, not so much the character as just make good games. Yeah, know. well, I think I think the character, you know, is very much a product of the '90s. You know, it's like he's this—he's the blue blurry Sonic the Hedgehog. He's fast. He's got attitude, baby. Like <laughs> that doesn't play anymore. So you know, it's like as a result, they come out with all these cartoons where he's just become like dumbed down, like weird kids thing. Not that he was ever like super edgy, but. At the time, it yeah, seemed like was, edgier than Mario. It that was, was like, the point. I that thought, guy, like, right. if he, dude, if you stop moving, he taps his foot impatiently. Man, that's edgy. Blast He's a processing. rude dude. That's right. And he does what, what Genesis isn't. Nintendo <laughs> is what Genesis isn't. That's that, wrong. That's not that's a backwards. Whatever. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's just like that character I, I don't think works outside of the 90s. So he's got to cash it in. That's it. That's it. Sonic retired, goes hang out, starts to cancel the new 90210, cancel Sonic the Hedgehog, 
that stuff is from the 90s. Leave it there to die. You got to start an ostrich farm with Bonk and just kind of like... No, bring e- back emus. Bonk. Like, they should make a new Bonk game. I think they are. Uh, are they? Who? I think they Who are. Who is? Making a new Bonk game? Turbo Graphics. <laughs> TTI. <laughs> Turbo Touch Industries. <laughs> they, you know, I got a good idea. We could bring this back. Dude, it's been, no, it's been so, years. No, someone, someone is totally... Because I remember it was right around the time that uh, they were talking about a new Splatterhouse game. Yeah, like they're bringing Bonk to the Wii or something weird like that, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're like porting him or no? Like a oh, it was like a virtual. I think they already did. Yeah, a virtual they already console. did the VC stuff. But there's uh, yeah, like they could make a new Bonk game. Like Bonk could be in a puzzle game. There's a bunch of weird stuff they could do with Bonk. Like, Bonk sure. venture capital game. Why not? <laughs> yes, I, Wall Street Bonk. I never really enjoyed Bonk. I thought Bonk was kind of dopey. Well, he was on the Turbo Graphics. That's true. Yeah, I know. I that's, thought the that's, Turbo that's Graphics simply was a okay. factor of the Turbo Graphics. <laughs> Don't play. He would eat meat and he would go. <laughs> and then he would eat a bunch of stuff. But then, like he had like a head lightning on his and... on his head. Yeah, and I, mean, like, I don't know no what happened. Sense. Like after, yeah, after. And then airs they made Air Zonk, and it was just basically a shooter. But yeah, like, like with once, future. Once bonk. it became Zonk, I'm yeah, like, where's Zonk? Make a new Zonk game while you're at, while you're at it. I got really confused about the whole timeline of the of Bonk the versus bonk. Zonk. <laughs> we should do it, man. Series. Time travel. Olympic in the Olympic Games. In the Olympic Games, <laughs> yes, versus Joe and Mac. Finally, the, 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 the two big uh, franchise characters you've been waiting to see go up against each other. The, the crossover uh, that all of gaming's been waiting for. Finally, Bonk and Zonk. So you're having at it. They kind of need like their own version of like celebrity dancing with these yeah. mascots. Yeah, because the mascot they aren't good enough to like hold up in their own games anymore. So just like throw them out. Like, like why wasn't Bonk a character in like the Bomberman game or something like that? Like throw him in there. Smash Brothers, Bonk. Because Hudson is way too busy destroying the Bomberman license in its own inventive way. Yeah, Bomberman's done too. Like, (laughs) we're calling it. Everything is getting called today. Straight up. What else is done? You want to play Bomberman? Buy a Saturn. That's hard. Or to you do. know what? Pay play one of the myriad of Bomberman games that already exists on every single console. Like no, because the, there are there are only like three good Bomberman games. The 360 like Xbox Live one is pretty good. No it's Bomberman, it's not pretty good. It's it's it exists. <laughs> they made it. Yeah, like it is. It's like yeah, it's Bomberman, I guess. But it's not like the best. You know, when they invented all that stuff is when Bomberman was at its best. When they made Saturn Bomberman, you could hook up all those multi-tabs and play like 10-player Bomberman or something. Like, that was kind of cool. But now it's just like, I don't know, we made it down a little Bomberman. Did you ruin the graphics along the way? Yep, sure did. <laughs> Great. Win. Yeah. Victory. Uh, so, yeah, stop making Bomberman games. Sure. Unless you are just putting out, like when they put out Bomberman 93 on the virtual console, I bought it. Because that's the Bomberman you want. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't played a Bomberman game for a while. I, my love for that series is not that deep, so if they stopped making Bomberman games, I'd be okay. Were my you love- a tourney guy? Or did you like do like Bomberman tournaments? Dude, I won a trip to Cancun playing Bomberman. Wow. That we didn't go on. Which turned out to be a good thing because it like, rained the, the entire yeah, time. Yeah. I'm, sure I'm, I'm sure I must have told this story already. Not, on, on, not on, in on, here. On the podcast. Okay. Yeah, so at CES they held a Bomberman tur- tournament. This is it's probably ninety three. It was probably it was probably CES ninety two because it was before Bomberman ninety three came out. All right, and they were holding tournaments, and me and Glenn and yeah. Ryan McDonald kicked everybody's ass, and we won a trip to Cancun. And it was mostly like I think the PR people doing PR for Turbo Graphics wanted to go to Cancun, so they cooked up this this scheme, and like we were all set to go. It was all awesome, and then one of the people involved—I guess I don't, maybe I won't say who 
we were 17 at the time. Maybe maybe that's key. Maybe that's key <laughs> you to should this add story. that in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, could, did not have parental like, permission. Did not have parental permission. I think I know which one it is. And uh, and, and ended up not going down. We ended up not like none of us ended up going. And uh, then they wanted us to like wire the tickets back to them and stuff like that instead of like cashing them in or you know like like getting uh, some kind of monetary because yeah. they just just ultimately the PR people just wanted to go to Cancun. Uh, so we ended up not going. I think they ended up going, but. I mean, you know, maybe they ended up not going either. Maybe that's why it was such a bummer because then they couldn't go because they weren't, you know, accompanying the press or whatever we were then. Uh, the, you know, the, the kids that snuck into CES and won this tournament. Um, it's pretty incredible how much the game industry has changed <laughs> since those days. Yeah, think about yeah. That. I remember like hearing like, stories. Like, dude, of, you you won a arcade machine in a tournament at E3. Yeah, I did. Like so, that, that stuff doesn't happen anymore. No, it doesn't. Like you, there's you can't even like take pictures of you standing next to NBA Jam cheerleaders anymore. It's because there are no arcade machines. What are you going to win? <laughs> no. You can't win anything. True. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, not, you can't even get like dumb free t shirts and crap like that there anymore, really. Oh, how times have changed. Yeah, so, so uh, Sonic so yes, Bomber, I was I was pretty serious about Bomberman for a stretch there. And now? Now, no. Now he's getting way into Sonic. Yeah, now I'm huge into Sonic the Hedgehog. Maybe you've heard of him. The Blue Blur. <laughs> not, the oh, blue, not the Blue Bomber. I was going to say. That's a different fellow. So yeah, I, I played some Sonic Unleashed. Yep. Uh, which, uh, as we I think we covered, is not a good game. Uh, What's and this? Sonic Unleashed. I uh, Sonic Hedgehog is one of my favorites, though. I remember when I was a kid, we'd play. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I just time. Um, other than that, oh, my cousin's yeah. house playing with his Genesis. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you called it? Um, <laughs> Did you play anything? And I played a ton of games. Ah. I uh, cranked through to the end of Fable 2. I had been at, like, just after coming out of the, the Spire. Spire. That was when I had stopped playing it, and I picked it back up on, on Saturday morning. Okay. Yeah, Saturday morning. And just busted through that, got to the end. Made some choices. Yeah, I made some choices. I was generally good. Mm-hmm. Uh, until I got to the very I, yeah after I finished it and you go back into the world I I had to mop up on some achievements and for the uh, uh, I forget what the name of it is but there's there's one achievement for being all the way good or all the way bad and mm. it was way easier to be all the way bad so uh, <clears throat> now my dude has devil horns sticking out of his head oh he really grew him that quick oh huh? like all yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're real bad was, no no I was not a pleasant sight. so I already so first off I when I first started playing Fable 2 I think I mentioned this before but I had cheated my ass off in the Fable 2 pub game so I started the game with a ton of money which I immediately started investing in all sorts of real estate yep uh, so I had a, a fair amount of real estate under my belt by the end of the game, and uh, while I was being nice on the rent and on the cost of items through the majority of the game, since I didn't really need money that much, uh, once it was over, once I had finished my final quest, I'd cranked everything up to, like, 100% more than the average price. So everything was super expensive, and that uh, that started helping with my notoriety. Um but I think what really did it for me was murdering everyone. Like <laughs> You're that, yeah. that that really that made it that yeah people didn't care for me too much. Most people actually. What was really weird is there are some girls who were still like really into it. Like there are a couple yeah. female girls like as I'm murdering like standing in the middle of this pub and shooting down city guards one right after the other. This woman's just like standing next to me with a little heart over her head trying to give me gifts and shit. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you're a bad girl, huh? Daddy issues. <laughs> 
<laughs> you like a rogue, do you? <laughs> so yeah, my my uh, my general technique would be to go into like a pub or any other good public place and start doing some sort of emote that people would uh, yeah. find find interesting. Oh, that's great! Oh, that's oh I love that. Yeah. What's he gonna do? Yeah, all, all that stuff. And so once I had a, a good maybe dozen people around me, I would throw down my high level electric magic, which. <laughs> Like at that point, I had all that stuff maxed out, so like I was able to make this huge area of effect inside this pub. So there were people like dying on other floors, like outside the building, like other, like in other buildings, because my area of effect was so huge. Like the game kept on. It was awesome. One time that I did this, like the game kept on pausing to show me things that I had picked up from killing these people. So it was like it would go, like you'd see the, the electric, like that effect start going out a little bit, and then it would pause, and then a little pop up would say, You just got this. I'm like, Awesome, I just killed another person. Got a little more, stop again. Guards didn't like that at all. No, that's what home needs. Home needs some magic and turn safety off. Well, instead, they, add, they added voice chat back today. Ah, yesterday. And got <clears> rid of beards. Beards a problem. Yeah, to get rid of beards. Too much beard abuse. Too much beards. Uh, no, they they added voice chat back, but only in private spaces. So like when you're in your apartment or your clubhouse, uh, so that people can't just swear at you. <laughs> huh? Which is like the right thing to do, I guess. But they probably shouldn't have launched with it the other way because it makes it just look like they didn't launch. It was oh, right, beta. right, it's open beta. It's it open beta. beta. It but they should never beta. have given people a taste of free open world chat because now. It will forever seem kind of crippled for for those people. Yeah, you're right. That's the thing. <laughs> that is the one thing. Yeah, the people. Good job. Gonna, I'm not. That's really what's again. crippling home. You know the problem with being. PlayStation Home. <laughs> it's this voice chat thing, baby. It's really. They, and that is the one thing. That's it. Do they do text filtering. Yeah, they yeah. do. They do. Okay. They, they do. filter text. So like mad. There you go. Like crazy. Like I probably couldn't even say crazy. I'd probably get started out. It has A's in the middle, and you know you can't. <laughs> Um, and they use A's in swear words sometimes. Sometimes. All the time. A-hole. Ah, does that filtering? I'm going to turn your voice chat off. <laughs> what else did you play? Uh, after I, yeah, after I, I put a bow on uh, uh, Fable 2, I busted through my 200 points of uh, dash, dist- destruction dash. Dash for destruction. Dash for I Dor- believe I said Dash play. for Doritos. Dash for Doritos. Dorito dash. Did you wind up buying Doritos this weekend at all? No. Okay. Just no. checking. I bought some uh, some baked Cheetos, which same, I believe is same a... Same brand. Same product. Yeah. Is it, it is a Frito 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 product. So. But, I would, but yeah, whatever. I was going to buy that anyways. That has nothing to do with the strength of sure. the Dorito. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever yeah, you say, dude. Do you want to be that way, I guess? Yeah, I also bought, some, makes I also bought some peanut butter filled uh, pretzels, so... <laughs> Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> So they, yeah, that well, works. Yes, <laughs> my <laughs> advertising for peanut butter. <laughs> so they, they, I'm just as watching me to any any messaging whatsoever. I'm watching like, me mm. eat that bag. That's all it took for you. <laughs> that seemed like it, it really did you wonders. Like you were doing. If you, you uh, if anybody yeah, oh, yeah. shape at the yeah. end of the day is curious, our game of the year is brought to you by uh, peanut butter filled pretzels. All our game <laughs> of the year videos fueled by. Uh, Peanut butter, right? Peanut butter. Peanut in, butter. Inside peanut a pretzel. Butter, check it out. Pretzel. Check out peanut butter. How do they get it in there? They bake the pretzel around the peanut butter? Yep. I think they use a syringe. I don't know. I don't want to <laughs> think, think they, about I think it. they bake it around because the peanut butter inside those things is usually kind of dry and crumbly. Okay. It's not gooey. In my experience. It was pretty gooey. But Well, but not like gooey gooey. No, not like gooey gooey. Not, like, not like, like ooey gooey. No, no, no. Of course not. But now all this talk, like as soon as we're done here, I'm going to walk up to the store and get the some corner more and get some more. Oh, my goodness. And, a, you know, like a drink, like a Venom. Oh. Like a nice bottle of Venom. Rattler. Rattler. Mojave. Uh, so I played that, and that's dumb. Um, but 
it's it's dumb in a way that I can get behind. Did you, did you feel that the right? exchange of you getting 200 points for getting some Doritos-based messaging was fair? Or do you feel that that sets a weird precedent? Because like, a- after I played it and got the points, like I started th- really thinking about what I had just done. Mm-hmm. And it was really that I had opted in to witnessing a bunch of Doritos-related messaging in exchange for 200 points. At least you got points. At least, at least like, they yeah, gave so me something. At least, they, at least they gave me something. They gave me the points, which I'm okay with. I like the, I like those. Well, points. here's the thing: you probably spent as much time playing Yaris, but you didn't get any points for it, so it was ultimately a negative user experience. Exactly. And, Whereas and this later was, that day, I went out and bought a bag of Doritos. I did not buy a Yaris. Nope. After playing Yaris, and I have no intention of ever buying a Yaris. That has less to do with the game and more to do with the car. See, but think. if Yaris had given you 200 points in that same 20 to 30 minutes. 15 to 20 minutes that it took yeah. you to, to play Dash for Destruction. Would I have had a better Would feeling you about thought, Yaris? Hmm, Yaris. I don't, I don't think so. Because you have like already an abiding uh, affection for the Doritos brand. It's already, I do. It's already already, I am well. already pro-Doritos. So to be fair, they, like, really, like, like, they were just reminding me some, of something. that Because I, I actually don't buy Doritos very often. I appreciate them and like them, but I never seek them out. Yeah. They're not a like a... Yeah, I don't know. A comfort They're, food, like the for, snack for choice. Lunch. Sometimes for lunch, you like to get a little bag of Doritos. Huh? Maybe I'll end up with a bag of Doritos, but sure. it, it's 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 fairly rare. It's not like well, it's tough to do anything after you've eaten Doritos because then you have to wash your hands. Right. There's a yeah. lot exactly. As, as an avid computer user, <laughs> and as someone who is too lazy to wash his hands, they should not. Cheetos and Doritos. Like no, thank you. <laughs> they should just start shipping bags of Doritos and Cheetos with chopsticks. Or you could chopsticks? subscribe to my chopsticks. theory. Where you just dump them in your mouth directly out of the bag, and if they're never too big touch. to do that, crunch them up in the bag. <laughs> that was my old my old method, which is horrible. It makes you feel bad <laughs> yep. about yourself when it you're does. done. Uh, then you have to as you're doing it, you just crush it up in your hand before you even get into it, and then yeah. it's just pure pour. And then I feel like yeah. you, you have to do that, and you're done, and then you put the bag down, and you start doing something, and a minute later you do the look down at your shirt, and oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh this, this is no good. So you're saying that home needs trophies. Basically, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they should display the trophies that you have earned in games. There, I mean, certainly. get some trophies. You watch that Twilight trailer, you get a trophy. No, because that, like, that's the, the end result of like this Dash of Destruction thing is that they start awarding you more and more points and trophies and like meaningless trinkets uh, for your like desired marketing-related behavior. That's, good, That's though, right? that is my worry that, that this is where this leads. Like this is where this road ends. But it's, you still got to have. I agree. Like that is like the the ultimate conclusion for this. But at least for the time being, you still need to have that pretense of this being a game, right? And it and it is. And I actually like. And the weird thing is, it's not like super overbearing about the Doritos stuff. Like no. like it's it's in there, and it's a Doritos delivery truck. And yeah. when you deliver chips, a bag of Doritos kind of flies out of the truck. Yeah, but it's not like it's hammering you over the head nonstop with like Doritos. Go buy Doritos. The, hey Doritos, Doritos, Doritos. T Rex gets much more prominent placement in that game than and any Doritos. Like, I think does. the the guy, the uh, Mike Borland, the guy that submitted yeah. the winning entry, he gets like more prominent placement than Doritos. Sure. So I don't. I just yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm scared that this will like give a bunch of people a lot of really bad ideas to like, yeah, like hey, here's those here's people were having too. were having bad ideas well before this came out, but now they have like data do to think, support it. You do know? you think they have to get in the queue for like Xbox Live stuff? Like, you know, <clears throat> they're sitting there behind 
actual games that are coming out being like, all right, your slot's here, and this is when you know, no, no, I, I'm sure if like if you were working with Microsoft on a promotion like this, like you just it would be them. it would be a different business relationship of like you know this is when the ads are going to run for this, so we need to have it out here and do this, and then they'd be like, oh, yeah, just yeah. get slipped right in, yeah, as long as the game was done and passed you know certification, certification. and all that stuff, like yeah, yeah, totally, mm. yeah, I have a hard time believing that there's any. Uh, process for Xbox Live Arcade things. It seems in terms like, of just, yeah, yeah, it just seems like it's it's someone's whim that this is the game that shall be published. <laughs> the this mad week. Man Well, it's a Xbox process Live. of like here here are the games that have passed certification and are ready. Here are the games from the publishers who haven't been blabbing about how horrible our release date system is, so they get to go first. Mm-hmm. And here are the people. Yeah, here's the people who did not like pre-announce their game themselves instead of letting us announce it. Like there is very much like like so it's a fifteen year old girl running Xbox. Dude, it is like grudge level marketing over there. <laughs> Where do oh, you... I hate him so much. Well, let's just hang on to this Castle Crashers patch for another six weeks then. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, what patch? I don't, I don't have it. I, I don't, don't have. Know. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so then I uh, so Sunday morning. Yes. Wake up. Uh-huh. I, I stayed up way too late on on Saturday night. Got up nice and bright and early Sunday morning. Anyways. And I was going to dig into Prince of Persia. That was yeah. going to be my Sunday game. I was like, I'm just going to bust through some Prince of Persia because I played Charmer. a little bit of it. And man, yeah, that that game is easy. Uh, yeah, like it's crazy. Like just how much leeway it gives you on when you press buttons and uh, like how close you are to aiming at the thing you're trying to jump at or run along or whatever. But uh, so I popped that in, and then uh, I saw that at you know like eight in the morning or something. Jeez, uh, what that, time did you get up? Like eight. Oh, okay. Got up, rolled out of bed, went to the, the Xbox, and I uh, saw that uh, Brad was online. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, I'll start a party with Brad. We'll, we'll, he'll be, he's playing Gears. Get this party started. He's playing Gears 2, and I'm playing Prince of Persia. We can hang out and chat all groggy-like and while we play our respective games. But then, I don't know what, like, Brad was having a hard time accepting my invites or something, and then he tried to invite me to a party, and then it said, put in the Gears 2 disc, and I said, well, okay, sure. I want to do that. I said, well, he's playing, maybe we, he wants to play co-op or something, and I'm down for that. Uh, then I, I put that in, and it still didn't go. And ultimately, I never ended up actually chatting with Brad, but uh, by that point, I had the Gears 2 disc in the machine, and I didn't want to get back up, so I played through Gears of War 2. Is, is what you're saying? In, in its entirety, yes. Be, because of my laziness. Well, I was going to play it eventually. It was just a yeah. matter of, like, you know, which of these am I going to get at first? And I'd already put in a few hours with uh, with Gears. I was... Somewhere. I was already underground. Right. I was already fighting locust dudes down there. So I'm like, oh. So you were shooting locust dudes underground. Yeah. No. So I was at that point in the game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that you remember that one? Yeah. That's before the that's other like part. That's like one of the big moments in the game. No spoilers. It's that part. <laughs> you were hiding locusts. behind a thing, and there's a guy shooting at you. Did you run out of uh, a little bit? A little bit before, like, the rock worm shows up. Right. All, the, all that jazz, which is... The big one. No, no, before the the little rock worms oh, first showed up. Okay. The little tiny rock Fruits. worms. What the hell are these things? Those things are fun. <laughs> Since when is Baird like a scientist? I also. Uh, well, you, you yeah, know, in the first a, game, they established him as, as knowing some stuff and being able to fix. Like, is he also a DJ? Is that why the goggles? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's also a Final Fantasy airship pilot. <laughs> he always reminds me of the DJ from the Bloodhound Gang. That's who he is. Yeah, con- yes, he kind of looks like DJ Cubert. Or no, not Cubert. Cubal. Yes, yes. He kind of looks like that dude. Yeah, I can't. I can't. He kind of sucks like that dude. <laughs> I can't not think about his fake vanilla white ass. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, Backing up Jimmy Pop. Why the life You're the hype man for a terrible MC. Good job. Fantastic. You're like daddy long legs, but less of a weird scumbag. <laughs> you have less less weird piercings yeah. and tattoos. Yeah, he does kind of get shafted in Gears 2. He doesn't really have any great lines. Or he's kind of forgettable. He kind of is. Yeah. 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 You don't get Push. as much Baird. You get, nope. you get a, a little bit of Baird. You know, but I mean, all he really did in the first game is complain. Also, yeah. So he, he does enough of that here to where I think they they keep the character on track, right? But I, yeah, there's no no prominent Baird stuff. I yeah, I didn't play enough of the first years of War to appreciate Baird to really know much about his character. So uh, so there was definitely some some plot confusion in Gears Two, where I'm like, I don't. Yeah, the basic idea. What's All right, going on? Here you on? go. In Gears One, they build a light mass bomb, and it doesn't work. Oh well, it works. In, it works in Gears well, it's One. More the, it's more the doesn't sp- work in Gears Two. It's more the specifics. It works in Gears One, but yeah. not to the extent that they thought it did. Like when they start, like late in the game, start talking about the Lambent, and I'm like, I don't know what what that means, but obviously yeah, there's yeah. some sort of civil strife within the. And not to spoil it for anybody. If you're listening, uh, and you haven't finished yeah, Gears well, 2. Yeah, I guess the one the one thing that I do want to say is slightly spoilerish, but uh, if you finish the game, you'll know what I'm talking about. A little shocked at some of the things that they showed of that game to the press before that game came out. I mean, like, yeah, like the E3 presentation that they show is, like, stuff that's it's, right out of the end game. Yeah, like, it's, like, after I played the game, I'm like, wow, I can't believe they showed me all that stuff. I really wish that they hadn't in advance because yeah, then the entire time I mean, that I'm playing like the they game... Sh- they show it out of context yeah, enough to where I, it doesn't feel... Well, that's the weird thing. It's like, okay, when do I get to the point? Because they, they show it out of context, but they give you enough context of, like, what they're right, specifically yeah, yeah, yeah. doing. And then I'm like, okay... When do I get to do that? When, when, yeah, when does that happen in this arc? Like, we already went down, and then we're going back up, and then... You go yeah. down again, then you go back up, and you go down again, you go... Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the only thing I was, like, thinking was, like, is this not in the game? Like, is this part that they showed so, not like, in the, the weird game? kind of Kojima moment of making yeah. a trailer that has stuff that's not in the actual game? Yeah. And then but that part's over so quickly. It. But it's a great... That's, that's the other thing, is it's a great part, and I felt like it would have had way more impact if it was just like, Surprise. oh, snap, this just happened. Yeah, like, I think that's there's stuff in in that little segment that is some of my favorite moments in that game. But then, I, and then I feel like shortly after that, they kick it up again, and you're like, yeah, okay, now we're back again. But even then, you knew that that was going to happen because they say that at the end of that little demo, like at the oh, end no. of the E3 demo of what happens next. It's like I mean, even after that, like when you when you're getting the hell out of Dodge, and it's like let's let's go on something else. That's fine. Yeah, they no, talk no. That, that's that's what we're talking that's about. That's exactly yeah. what we're talking about. Oh, they, really? They, they like that's the last line of that E3 demo is Oh, really? Yeah. And there's other things you'll be able to jump on. Yep. Uh, and that's also crazy thinking back because in that in that little demo at E3, they talk about things that you do earlier in the game that are also, you know, before the release of that game, a bit of a revelation. Yeah, so, it's stuff that seemed like, well, if they're showing it now, it must be throwaway stuff, but it's actually like key moments from the game. Uh, yeah. So that that's a little weird, but you know, without that context Chainsaws on guns. Uh, the guns yeah, have chainsaws the guns on them. Chainsaws I like that. On, I like the. Uh, I think my favorite gun in that game though is the the locust like heavy. I don't. I don't know what they call it, but it's it's the the boom shot. Whatever Boomer? it is. No, no, yeah, whatever it is. It's not the shotgun, but the it's, rocket launcher. It's got the rocket launcher. The high impact rounds on it. Like it shoots not as fast as a machine gun. The hammer burst. The hammer burst, yeah. Oh, oh like they're like... Their gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah their main the, gun. The, the main locust gun. I like that. 
You know the problem with that gun? What's doesn't that? have a chainsaw on it. That that is really the only problem that I can find with it. Yeah. Otherwise, most of the time I'm I'm doing it from distance. And that thing I got really good at getting uh, headshots with. Mm. Like at a point I was. I guess that's the difference. Is you actually I don't think you can get headshots with the lancer. Yeah. Uh, oh, because it sprays all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they made the, that's actually a change to in gears too. They made the hammer burst like Dude, a pretty different gun. Razor hail. <laughs> yeah, razor hail. Man, watch out for that, that is a bummer. <laughs> it is what? a real bummer. Why? Like, what why, kind of world do you why live do you on? Live on this like, world? Oh God, we got to get or off this planet if e- this is what happens. Every here. once in a while, <laughs> it rains. It rains. It, it hails it razor. <laughs> that's no good. That's no good. Uh, oh. Brutal. Well, you know, no more. Was it Krill? Or was it the, the Krill? Yeah, the Krill were the bats from the first yeah. game. Yeah. So now you have Razor Hail. Bummer. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you win some, you lose some. I liked when you're in that chamber and it starts filling up with blood. <laughs> I feel like we're talking way too much about specifics. In here, too. <laughs> like at this point, you, you've, right. you've already said too much. Though, though what you did say, I feel like is uh, like kind of ambiguous enough to, if you have not played Gears of War 2 and you wonder what the chamber filling up with blood is, you should find out. Uh, yeah, I generally like the blood effects in that game. Yeah, I, I like that that whole thing, like, there's a bunch of, like, Contra stuff. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Like, weird last level of Contra homage all over all over that thing, so. Uh, so, yeah, put it, put a bow on that one. I like when Dom becomes a locust. That's oh, my favorite. Oh, now you're gonna done it. I don't know if I'm, how much more I will revisit that game, though. Like, I feel like I played it, and I'm, I'm kind of like, I, I need to not... Well, if, if sit you're behind cover and shoot dudes for if, a little while, yeah. I mean, if you're if you've already decided that you're not feeling the multiplayer in that game, you should at least play some horde mode. I think you would dig. That. I, I played I, I played it before it came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I at guess that, so, at yeah. that event, I played a bunch of that. And I, yeah, I, I did enjoy that. So you know, revisit some of that. But uh, no, next up, uh, that next next game for me is probably Prince of Persia. Next up. For reals. Yeah, I'm going to get back into Fable and start over. And, and started. It's been such a long time since I attempted to play Fable that uh, that I'm going to start fresh. How much money do you think I should have like from the pub games cheat before going in? <laughs> like, like what, what? how much money should I start with? Oh, man, like, I don't like, remember what's a good what number? I, I can't remember. I had, I had a couple like, hundred thousand. I had a couple hundred thou. Okay. Probably be, be and it was a fine more start. Than I mean, yeah, there's so much stuff to buy that you will never earn enough money in Fable pub games to buy everything right when you start right but uh, you can go buy some really kick-ass weapons which will you know make all the the combat stuff uh, that much breezier okay and make some smart investments yeah buy pubs (laughs) okay Uh, Mm -hmm. if you're gonna buy anything buy pubs um and if you're not afraid of being a little evil Mm -hmm. go and murder the owner of the pub before you buy it that makes the price go down yeah vacant Nice. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely control market forces <laughs> with your sword. Uh, That's how it works in the real world, too. By, so, you know. By, uh, no, you know, white flight, man. Yeah. It happens It happens uh, in, in Albion as well. And that's the weekend. That's games we've been playing, I think. Anything else? Yeah, I, I can't. Uh, uh, Trackmania. I, I actually played a bunch of Trackmania both before and after formatting my machine. And, dude, after I formatted, it runs better. <laughs> finally tapping the true potential of that's your right. machine. That's right. Well, when I reinstalled, I actually went back and looked at the settings and stuff and, and turned them all the way up. So now I've got like motion blur and all this. It's just awesome. Track Mania is so awesome. But yeah, that's, that's, that's uh, it. That's it. Uh, let's talk about uh, News of the World a little bit. Okay. Talk about the past week of news. Some intro yeah. music here. Yeah. I can feel that. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. No. I held down a button. Oh, did, did you hold down more than one or just... I held down more than one, but I think it was... 
talked about last week on the podcast? Do we talk about uh, Metal Gear Solid Touch? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think it's been pretty much established that it is a shooter in which you touch the enemies Mm -hmm. and they die. And you can zoom in using, like, the pinch stuff that you do on the iPhone. Because it's an iPhone game. Yeah, because it's an iPhone game. So Duck Hunt. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of. Like, but it, yeah, it looks like it's just kind of a, a, a dumb rail shooter. Oh, uh, well, well, I mean, that's not to say it's bad. It's just to say that it is not. It, it's dumb. It's, it's yeah. You, you, it's not, you it's not a, stuff and it dies. It's, it's not a like, full Metal Gear Solid that's right. experience. That's exactly. Like it's, not even, it's not even like a. F- <laughs> I've, I've, yeah, everything you touch turns to shit, Vinny. <laughs> purchased and played uh, the uh, Katamari game for the iPhone yes. and uh, SimCity for the iPhone, and have realized that I I don't want a full game experience on my iPhone. You should, uh, did, did you download? They patched. Uh, I love Katamari. Did you get it? I have gotten that, but apparently that makes the frame rate better. Irregardless, yeah. The tilting, like having to tilt the thing that you're looking at, yeah. While you're playing, thus altering your right. perspective on it, is sloppy and not a great way to play games. Nope, not at all. We also bought uh, the the Monkey Bubble game. What was that? Um, Super Monkey Ball. Yes, Monkey yeah. Bubble. <laughs> Monkey Bubble, as it is now known here. That's right. <laughs> Good and old in, Monkey and, Bubble. And in Guam, you get the double banana and play you some Monkey Bubble. That's what it translates to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Excellent Monkey Bubble. <laughs> it's a knockoff. Uh, and yeah, like I don't, I don't want, I don't want that. I want something that's smaller that I can just like. Maze Finger is a great iPhone game because that's free. It's well, partially because it's free, but also because its levels are over in about ten seconds. Yeah, like you need a game that you can just pick up and do something really quick in, and then when you're at your stop on the bus or sure enough, whatever you're doing. Goodbye. Yeah, this this NG Moco company seems like they really seem to get it as far as like mobile games that are better than the crappy mobile games of yesteryear, but not to the point where they're trying to be full console games and, and messing it up that way. Because they did Maze Finger, uh, they do that Dr. Awesome game that's basically Kicks. Uh, Rolando just came out and that's basically like a Loco Roco kind of thing, where you tilt it kind of sideways to make stuff roll around and you can kind of click-drag to select your Rolandos and swipe on the screen to make them jump. And, that's and you, like, you liked the Dr. Awesome yeah, Doctor Awesome's fine. It's it's like an analog version of Kicks. It, it, it kind of suffers from the whole like tilting the screen while you're looking at it thing. But uh, you know, it's all right. And they did a game called Dropship. That's like basically like a dual Excuse joystick me? shooter. Dropship. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that sort of language is not appreciated. Uh, Sorry. It's Sorry. a really Sir. bad iPhone game. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Sir. Excuse me, sir. It's a family podcast. Come is on. the uh, is the pilot female? No, I don't know. Oh, she Fem- female dropship pilot. I, yeah, I, I have not played dropship, but whatever. Uh, yeah, so I would like to play some Rolando. That sounds like yeah. fun. Do, Rolando's do, all right. I'll show it to you. Do, I'll, sh- I'll show you my Rolando. Do, 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 do. Man, <laughs> Rolando. <laughs> what you got? Was, I was trying to remember where we were going, and then I realized that we were just at the end of that. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Bob's game. This yeah. Is, this is a uh, Wrath of the Lich King. King. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Ho! No, Starcraft not, not Bob Kaleko, who is up for a uh, a bomby. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, sure. <laughs> no. I can't believe that we have not yet made jokes about what the names of our individual awards are. The, the Golden Luchadier. Yeah. The Luchies? <laughs> nah, that's something else. <laughs> Pop that Luchie. <laughs> the, the Susan Luchies? That's right, the Susan Luchies, where no one wins. <laughs> 18 years, then you win one. Um, Bob's game. Yeah, so this guy, Bob. Bob. Robert, Robert. if you will. 
Uh, I guess Peloni. Yes, he has spent the last five years making his own DS game. He's 25 now, so like some of the best years of his life he spent from 20 to 25 making a a homebrewed DS game. So, okay, first of all, has the DS been out for five years? Uh, Yes. Okay, all right. I just, I didn't, I couldn't remember. Really? Five years? Well, okay, so he's also like talking about making this for like the Android and other platforms. Right. So he, he so, coded it in C or something. So maybe he just decided at some point that it should be a DS game. But he wanted to make this RPG. And uh, so he hand coded it. Did all, apparently did all the music and graphics and like every single thing see, himself. Like a one big man, one man project. Which no one else. Like Jonathan Blow has other dudes working on Braid. That's right. That's not just him. Yeah. So, so he spent like the last five years. And apparently he's like finished or very close to finished. And has been kind of talking to Nintendo for a while about seeing about, you know, putting it out for realsies. Well, trying to talk to Nintendo, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah. Like he's he apparently he's like had so he went to GDC and tried to meet with them and, and done some stuff here and there. So it sounds like he has like had contact with them, um, but in terms of like he's he's trying to become like a legitimate Nintendo developer and going through all that sign up process to which you know you have to have like a, it has to be like a real business. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a lot of stuff you have to go through to to set that sort of stuff up. And even then, when you apply, there's no guarantee that you're going to get accepted. Right. So he says that he filed a, an application to to do all this stuff, and that says that he meets all the requirements, and that they have just basically like gone dark on him and have not responded. That Nintendo seal of approval. <laughs> it's still that golden to get. seal. That's right. Elusive. So, so what was his response? Did he decide to like talk to some other publishers and like see about around. some other way to like get his game published? Yeah, no. Instead, he's locked himself in a room for a hundred days, or he's or for what what will be a hundred days to try and get Nintendo's attention. What? How does that work? Uh, he's cut himself off from most internet access. He still has his cell phone, which he can use to like re- read web pages, or if they call him, <laughs> that's the thing. If they call him, um. So there's that. Apparently, he has a friend that comes by and brings him food once a week or something like that. So he's trying to prove that he's, he's behind this whole Japanese thing, that he can get down <laughs> with some crazy Japanese shit. I no, I I don't. He's just I don't know what. He's it's trying. not like he's fasting or anything. Yeah, it's not, it's like not it's a, a hunger strike. strike. <laughs> it's just a lock in. But he's not. He's not locked into any. He's not. He didn't lock himself in the Nintendo headquarters. Maybe he chained himself to a desk out front or something like that. He, he locked himself inside his own house. So after five, which years, I think is probably you know that's that's most developers. After five yeah. years of locking himself in his room to build now, this now, game, now 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 the door is actually locked instead of just like metaphorically locked. <laughs> Where does he go, number two? I think he's in his bedroom and there's probably a bathroom in there or something like that. Okay. But so yeah, so he's got a webcam turned on, I guess, that you can you can follow his progress. What if he has a medical emergency? Well then we'll be able to see it on the webcam. I I don't dude, he's get that got that phone? I don't know. I don't know. So clearly this is the best way to conduct business and see and show a company, a company like Nintendo that you are sane and and willing to be work with worked with not that you are a guy that spent 5 years crafting what he feels to be a masterpiece and then will not take no for an answer. I think this is how Suda got his start isn't for it? an answer. Yeah, this is how Suda 51 got going. <laughs> and it's just like dude, what huh? Yeah. Like it just I don't know like like you go crazy on, after five years I don't you know yeah it's been so a long time I I don't understand why he isn't like working with other developers or publishers to like Xbox a third game. party or something to say like you know hey you know Natsume or or D three or somebody like maybe you're interested in picking this up and he said that he had actually talked to some publishers along the way so I don't understand why this happened like like what does he that makes no sense at all and then he all goes on to I say have, I have an idea all right I have a theory okay here. lay it on me he wants attention. 
good. Yes. I, I, think I don't buy it. I, I'm going down the, the road of he wants to get some sort of press, and it's it's working. It's super creepy. Like even the, even just like watching the videos of the game that like on YouTube you can put ones. like you can put uh you know like a little uh commentary you can have little pop-ups that show it at certain points in the video and even just like reading him talk like typing about the game as it's being shown just comes across as super creepy. It's just like your name is you, isn't that cute, winky face? Like dude, are you going to like stab me and like, are you going <laughs> to eviscerate me? Like what is going on? Uh, so it just yeah, it, like he comes across as just like someone who is is not reasonable and not someone you would ever want to conduct business with. And I think if we know anything about Nintendo, it's that they are very particular <laughs> about the things that they do. And, yeah. and and doing this, you know, like bullying them into into submission or something like that is is not gonna not gonna help anyone. It does not seem like the best move. Yeah. So you're you're saying outcome from this bad. Outcome from this, like, long, run, long term. Like, at this point, it seems like outcome from this is some kind of tragedy or some kind of violent act. Oh, you're saying, like, real bad. I'm saying, like, like reading like this, this site and this sort of stuff, it seems so far gone to me that, like, dude should maybe see somebody. So what he needs to do is send the ROM out to somebody in a manila envelope that says, in case something happens to me, I want this game to live on on the internet or something like that. So <laughs> right. that we get to play this goddamn game at some point and figure out what drove this man insane and uh, why he's wearing an adult diaper in his house. It'll be like the TurboGrafx port of uh, Strider. Was it Strider? Was that the... <laughs> Never really. There was some, there was some like, PC Engine port of some game that apparently like drove someone... Like completely insane. I could totally like do it, like, like in Japan. If you like, spend five years making this game and then you think it's so awesome, and then you go to like a company who and go, and go look at how awesome yeah. my game is, and they go like, what, what? kid, get out of here, yeah, and you're like, what? And you just cannot break through. You can't get through the 27 layers of people that you need to get through. To be, I just want to talk to Reggie. Just let Reggie play it. He'll know. He'll I know. just wonder like like how this guy got to the point where this all of this seemed reasonable, right? Like. Well, this is obviously how this is done, right? Like, I go and I lock myself off from the world and make this game entirely by myself for five years, and then I, I present yeah, it to it's the like, world. Well, yeah, no, no, no one was publishing. making the games I wanted to see, so I made it myself. And like, okay, cool. That's yeah, fine, but like, expecting great, but, to get a publishing deal, just, I, like, respect the passion, and it's it's amazing that this guy was able to make this game entirely by himself, and it, it seems... For, like, cool. a one-man project, like, it looks pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the leap in logic to now they... Now they have to publish now it. Now they have to publish it. It's like, mm, Self-publish. Not so much. Now Jodie Foster has to pay attention to me. Like, <laughs> like, that is, like, this is where this is headed. Right. And someone needs to go get that guy out of his room and put him in a different room and talk to him. And go, hey, man, what, what's really going on here? Just give it away for free, man. Just, just go. He's going to be real bummed when people start pirating his game. That, that is when the shit's going to hit the fan. I oh, know. I don't know. I don't know. I th- I'm I sure don't know. he would just be happy if people were playing it. Then, then put it up. I'll play it. Best thing is, I don't think he has it in a form that you could even. You can play it on a real DS. I mean, you could play it illegally through like a, the means of a, of a flash card or something like that. I'm but... sure you could run it in an emulator or compile it so I can run it on my PC. Yeah, 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 certainly. Do me up. I'll tell you if it's good. So, uh, <laughs> do we know what what day but we're no, on here? No, don't don't get involved in this because that's how people. Th- then die. you say, yeah, I don't think I like it. Where's Vinny? <laughs> Uh, he wasn't on the bus this morning. I don't know. <laughs> Every copy of this game comes with a fingernail. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Mr. Davis? I was going to say something else, and I forgot. You're wondering what day he's on? Yeah, uh, yeah. what day is he on? I don't know. 
No idea when he started this. Wednesdays at 3 o'clock. In fact, I think the webcam has stopped updating. Fantastic. It's just been a dark screen Uh-oh. that just says clear. Because he's got like a, a, a red, one of those red screens or something, like a red LED scrolly thing. Oh. I, I don't know. Maybe they called him. Or, or Maybe it's or, already gone maybe bad. Maybe it's already over. I don't know. Dude. Don't know. Fantastic. Scary. Uh, next up, uh, Electronic Arts is starting to put up their games on Steam. Yeah. Hurrah. Which, is, which uh, Vinny, you have to be thrilled about. <laughs> That's $10. I'll never get back. <laughs> uh, the two yeah. games you bought directly through EA. Now, yeah. they're still running Actually their... Actually, just want $5. They're still running their, their whole own like online distribution thing, Yeah, right? for sure. This isn't them replacing it. I think it's just them going like, hey, we should try to sell our games every possible place we can so we can get yeah. as much money coming in as possible because we could use some. <laughs> yeah, no, no harm in... Any avenue. It doesn't cost them, I, I imagine, at least. Yeah, I mean, they have, Any- to cut, they have to cut Valve in, which, you know, they wouldn't have to do through their own store. But I, I think, you know, Steam has proven to be a platform to where, like, it, it is the de facto standard for digital distribution on the PC to the point where I would never consider buying anything out of EA's store. No. But I would certainly consider buying EA's games through Steam. And you made some, some real whim-ass purchases through Steam. Oh, I'm for sure. sure. I bought Stalker because it was $5 over the weekend. Did you this weekend? Yeah. Oh, it was $5? It was 5 bucks. When I bought it, it was not $5. <laughs> uh, and Did I it pu- come with a Clear Sky? No. Oh. No. That's, that's where they get you. No. Uh, <laughs> so I bought that and loaded it up and played it and died almost immediately. <laughs> and, I, and first, for one, I loved that it just said game over on the screen. As soon as I died, I was like, oh, man. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I didn't play it. And I didn't feel like I had like, lost a bunch of money <laughs> buying a game that I was never going to play. So, uh, you know, hey, that, that's a victory yeah. in my book. So uh, so as of Saturday, when uh, Jeff and you, you put this story up, uh-huh. uh, they had a, a handful of games. Let's talk about the games they have up there. We've got some Spore. Yeah, why not? That's, that's a great one to have up there. That's the one I bought. The Spore oh, Creepy and Cute Parts Pack. Nope. Which uh, hey, you can buy that now, Vinny. Um, well, Steam. I wonder if like you can oh, combine Steam cr- with cross, non-Steam. Cross compatible. I'm gonna say probably not. Oh, I, mean, I think you would probably have to own the Steam version of Spore in order. You to think buy even the if Steam I have version. a retail version of Spore, I couldn't use the Steam. That's my guess. That is my guess. Well, for the EA stuff, like it, it requires you to have yeah. some there's stupid a, client running in the background. Yep, there's a manager. You're shaking your head. I am shaking my head because that is dumb. Uh, Warhammer Online. Oh, that's another game. Yeah, online should, RPG. Yeah, it's an online RPG. Why should I go get that in a box unless I want a cloth map or a pewter dude? So you think they'll I run... Th- I don't think you even get those, dude. <laughs> uh, I think it is in the collector's edition. I think cloth you'll probably map. get some kind of pewter dude. Uh, the Steam runs updates, though, right? Like, Steam will update... Yep, all the updates go out through Steam. And, yeah. So you think they'll do that for, like, Warhammer? Like, will you get the... Uh, no, I bet that'll just patch... Well, in, the, in the front-end client yeah, of Warhammer? I don't know. Yeah, I wonder. I bet that'll probably just be because I think all that stuff is just built into the game client. That's not even like yeah. it'll, it'll have you update stuff Without. from from the game. It's yeah. not even like oh, you know, you have to quit out and start the update client. But nothing or, else on Steam works that way. It's all through Steam. Well, maybe the GTA patch. Maybe the, maybe that's. But it would seem weird that they would like strip out if there's already built in updating capacities for a game. Yeah, maybe. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Mass Effect, Need for Speed, Undercover, and FIFA Manager 09. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. uh, Good and then, like, coming you, soon yeah. is like Mirror's Edge, Dead Space, and Red Alert 3. Oh. They're doing all those as well, so. Good for them. Yeah. Steam is a good, uh, So all new releases, all modern games at least. Yeah. From, I think from it'd, it'd be cool to see them kind of delve into the back catalog. Absolutely. 
uh, a little bit. But I, by back catalog, I mean you know DOS era games. So summer games, Syndicate. Games? That's that's Epics, man. That's oh, not yeah. EA. Um, what was the? Because EA started off as just a a PC publisher. Yep. That was like all they Apple did. Two, or you know, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they were one of the like the first third party publishers or some crazy well, business all like third that. Party for Apple Two, but I mean like in the world of software. Sure, not even not even games. They're no uh, Activision, but you know. Uh, moving on, somehow uh, uh-huh. the Free Radical, the makers of Haze, uh, are not in good shape these days. Yeah, uh, uh, it's, there have been rumors swirling of them shutting down. And then I guess those those rumors are seems to be coming to a head. Yeah, well, it it sounds like the situation. If if I if I read this right, is that a, a lot of people have been cut. Uh, there are still some people there working on like ideas for games. Like they have some concepts, and there were some time splitters for concept art that got out there. So there was talk about uh, them trying to sell the studio, and then maybe there had been some interest there. But you know, that's like they're in administration. They're not. They're not financially solvent. Oh, okay. Right now. So they can't um, even be sold right now. Uh, I think they could be sold to someone who, you know... Willing to take on the burden willing to take of... on that, that aspect of it. But right. uh, it sounds like the people showed up for work and were locked out and directed to go to a meeting uh, in a nearby hotel uh, that, that that apparently had people from, like, Codemasters and other people there, like, taking resumes. Like, hey, you know, we're, we're, looking, to, we're looking for some people. You guys are now all out of work, so maybe we can help you out. Um, so that is no good. Uh, what else on the on the, the layoff front? There was talk over the Sounds weekend. Like other like factor, factor Five, Factor Five stuff because they, uh, they they laid off a bunch of people. Like that was that came out. That came out like last week, but now there's talk that that they may actually be all the way done. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, that that kind of got out over the weekend, but I don't think anyone's been able to fully confirm that. Uh, EA kind of clarified their thousand layoffs right like yeah they started talking and... about some of the consolidation they said that they are going to move uh the ea black box guys into their like burnaby studio right. or, or whatever um and there sounds like there'll be some reductions there but you know i would imagine that's mostly just like administration like redundancy like, yeah redundancy and stuff like that and like they don't need more office managers over do, there or something like that. So, Do you think we'll see fewer games in 2009? Like overall or just yeah. EA? No, uh, overall. Like people just putting out games. Sure, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. You think it, it's, it will be coincidentally, you think it will be because of the market trend? A little bit of both. Okay. Just for where we are in the, in the, the console cycle. And it's like you look at like what's been announced for next year so far. There's yeah. not a ton of – there's not a ton. Right. There's some big stuff for sure, but well, you think announcements will be down too? Like we won't see like just people dropping like, yeah, we're working on this, we're working on this. So you think it'll be hush hush until they figure out what the hell they're doing? Uh, I think that you know, like a lot of publishers are pretty skittish right now, and you'll you'll kind of see them being quiet until they figure out what they're going to do. But once they do figure out what they're going to do, it's like they need to make more noise about their <laughs> games because they need some folks to buy. Right, they need to drum up excitement about this stuff, and and you know, especially if they're going to be putting out fewer games, like a company like EA, like they need to put like more into each one for that to work. I think so. You know, bigger bigger ad budgets, not smaller ones. Well, now if there if there are fewer things coming out, now is the time to put something out because then you'll be the only thing out there to stand out. And if everybody had that mentality, then everything would come out. And then it'd be oversaturated again. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna break it. What? <laughs> I like. Yeah, I like. <laughs> I like your your workflow concept here, Vinny. Yep. I'm thinking. Make me in charge. 
Well, uh, you know, it's like think, John think about the number phone. of games that were released in Q4 that just got buried. And it happens every year. It's, yeah, it's it no surprise. Year after year. It's just that you you know you have all these publishers that think that their games compete with that stuff. Like I could have told you the first time I saw it that Mirror's Edge was not a like going to compete with the big Q4 games. If they had released that game in Q1 or Q2 and and really like put a focused effort behind it to to make sure that people saw it out of this holiday season, like it probably would have done at least as good as it did, if not better. I think the thing is, you know, it's 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 a it's a risk reward thing because the games that do catch on do huge in the holidays because you've got a bunch of money from people who aren't buying games the rest of the year. I guess, yeah, but at the same time, like, you know, I don't. Very few people have anything bad to say about Dead Space. Yet, if you like, if you look, like everyone's talking about how it's underperforming and how it's not doing well, and oh, it's this new IP and all this other stuff. It's like. You know, maybe you shouldn't have released it like around the same time as Gears of War two and just like right. all these big sequels and these gigantic like franchise updates that are just going to crush anything else that's that's in the channel. It's a bummer. I, I don't know what goes into that decision. Like I, I really like. I think a, it's just a lot it's, of market it's, research. It's like I guess like a lot of market research, but I think some of it's just the knee jerk reaction of just like we're going to put it out the holidays because that's when people buy stuff. And like yeah, there's market research that backs that up, but like all these EA games that just got stomped. Like, if they came out when there were no other games coming out, you know, it's like the people that are out there, like, and, and you know, th- there's been talk saying that, like, you know, in a recession and, and with, with you know, with money being tight all around, like, it's going to be these core game purchasers that are going to save the industry. Absolutely. So those people buy games all year round. Right. True. Like, if you have games that appeal to that demographic, like like a Dead Space, like a Red Alert 3 or something like that, you could put those out whenever, and those people will go seek them out. Especially if there's nothing else on shelves. But those people have a finite amount of money. And if you put them in a store and say, hey, are you going to buy Dead Space, or are right. you going to buy Gears of War 2, or Fallout 3, or, or you know any, any number of other like huge, huge games that came out this year, like they're going to pick the bigger, better games every single time. Do you think there's something to getting those earnings up by the end of the year like we just no matter what it sells we need that revenue on the books by the end of the year and not at the beginning of like yeah probably but much. but if they planned ahead and and planned to put that game out earlier in the year it would still count right you know right, so right, right. it's it's probably just a matter of rejiggering the way all the financial stuff works and 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 all that i don't know like i am no analyst right but i have no idea for all the talk about how the people buying games are going to be the people that are already buying games until the market recovers. Like, hey, put out your your B tier, like like suck it up, swallow your pride, and don't force your game out in Q four. Like that should be the lesson learned here. I just wonder if there's a conversation somewhere where like the dude looking at the book is like, no, it needs to come out in November or December because we need that extra whatever money you know for a projection. We're not we're going to miss. Like huge on our well, end of the year, they all missed huge anyway. So I know, like, yeah, I know, I know. And and granted, I mean, they didn't really see a lot of this stuff coming, probably. But you know, that's like, like all those planning meetings that are going on now, where they're thinking about like what games they're going to be putting out in '09 and, and realistically, probably like 2010 at this point. Right. Like maybe put something Man. out Q2 2010 instead right. of Q4. See how it does. Let's see how Capcom does. Yeah, exactly. Like, like they seem to be a company that gets it. And you know, and you see it here and there. I mean, GTA Four came out in April, sure, uh, and that's just as much of a result of it being delayed as anything else. But you know, I think they. Went and that's on. a game that could have come out. You know, 
Anytime. That's kind of the point there is that it doesn't matter when those specific games come out because those would have ruled the roost if they had come out in the middle of Q4 any year. And on top of that, like Rockstar is always pretty smart about that. They put out the game and they hype it up with a lot of advertising. And then when Christmas comes around, they are backed out there with more ads saying, hey, by the way, PC version. (laughs) Yeah, or yeah, exactly. Like, you know, put out a version on a different platform to get kind of some some more information out there. And then give you a whole new excuse to advertise it. and, and Now available up. on PC. <laughs> Brotherhood. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start hyping up the expansion, the, the downloadable stuff. Yeah, like that stuff. That They've been super smart with how they've handled that, yeah. except for the part where the PC version is broken. But <laughs> beyond that. But the marketing department aces over yeah, at Rockstar. Dude, yeah, they, they're smart. Those guys way. get it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's something that we always have lamented doing this job is there's the holiday the, rush. There's the holiday rush. Of way too many games for you to play, and then you hit the the new year and it it suddenly just drops off. I mean, we see it we see it on a very specific level, just on a week to week thing. Where after you know Black Friday, after the day after Thanksgiving, you it's pretty done. much you pretty much yeah you call it a year. It's like December for the most part. There have been some exceptions, and there always are. Like uh, oh, Prince of Persia, Prince came of Persia, out. Persona Four came out after after Black Friday this year, and like I remember when Final Fantasy X came out, like the day after Christmas or yeah, something, yeah, totally ridiculous like that, right? Um, but yeah, you you just see it immediately stop. It's it's so bizarre, like, yeah. Like, and it stops until about March, yeah. When you know everyone has to make their quarter all over again, so all those games that they kept pushing back and pushing back and pushing back have to come out. You see the ebb and flow, uh, you know, at the end of every quarter, where it's like, oh, we must be near the end of a quarter because there are like forty games coming out this week. Hmm. Yeah. Well, do you think uh, so? Capcom has has kind of been ruling the roost with their um, Xbox Live arcade games, right? Yeah, like yeah. they've been doing real well. Do you think other publishers are gonna like EA is gonna try and get into that market in kind of the same way? Like everyone's been trying to to crack that. It's just that uh, like EA hasn't really been big. It's like the the last yeah, like I, true EA release was like I think it was like Boom Boom Rocket. This was the last EA published. I can't think of anything. Well, they put out like the the fantasy football stuff. They put out like right. m- like Madden related or just just football related things that aren't even really games. Is that just a hockey like, thing them. Yeah, the three on three NHL arcade that got announced. Yeah, like that's that's an EA Sports freestyle game, which is their the the brand they're using on the Wii. Huh. Uh, so it's like, yeah, they're trying to do it something that a little was, different. I thought it was all play on the Wii. That's what they like call the games or whatever. But I think like the the full brand is EA Sports freestyle. Oh, okay, and it's Madden all play or whatever. Um, yeah, so they're going to try and do some sports stuff there, and and. You know, Capcom's obviously going to keep on doing what what they've been doing because that's been working out pretty well for them. Um, like, I wonder how they, it's one of those things that like a lot of people have been saying that Midway should have been doing all along because they have have a similar background as Capcom. Just yeah, like, they're both old arcade publishers with yeah a lot of good back catalog of characters and franchises that you know that aren't getting a lot of use lately. So, like the guy from Tapper, dude. <laughs> Why isn't he in a dual joystick shooter? <laughs> Tapper two, you shoot beers. <laughs> Tapper two, you shoot glasses of Suntory. <laughs> yes, is Tapper really Midway? Yeah, yeah. Jeez, wow! Unlockable Mortal Kombat character, dude. <laughs> the guy from Tapper. Tapper, dude. Tapper's awesome. Ta- I don't know what if anyone's told you this, but but Tapper is kick ass. Yep. Uh, Tapper, I think, was one of the few games I had on a cart for my Commodore sixty four. Wow, in the back of the sixty four. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Take out the fast load cartridge, put in the tapper cartridge. <laughs> tapper. Can't have both. 
and have fast loading tapper. Hell no. There's only one slot. Damn. That is a that is a Sophie's choice of C sixty four. I know. I did not have the fast load cart. What? Yeah. What did it do? It made all the everything you had on disc load way faster. How did that work? Like, did it spin faster? What no, did, it, what it just, it it just the routines. Just it was RAM just better. It was like an upgrade. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It was like a dramatic difference. Wow. Yeah. I wonder why I was lost so much of my childhood, like sitting there staring at loading screens. Comma like, eight, comma one. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, you dead. still did that, but like the fast load cartridge even had things built in where you could just like hit like a couple of keys and it would do like load. You know, start out star, comma yeah. eight, comma one. Like you could, you could boot the games hell oh. faster, and and then they loaded faster. I kind of want to go get one now. <laughs> like first, you got to get a C sixty four. Oh, I got one. Oh, yeah, I still have childhood C sixty four kicking around. It's in my parents' attic. Mm, you're going back soon. Yeah, tomorrow. I gotta go find a C sixty four monitor. That's the tough part. Any television it's, set? Yeah, that's a TV. Will no, work. I don't think. Oh, you know what? The 128 had different outputs on it, but yeah. it, it actually used like the same kind of switch box that an Atari 2600 did. Oh, on could it t- be any TVs. TVs? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I remember someone used to use a their C64 monitor as like their N64, like that's the screen that they played huh. N64 games on, or something ridiculous like that. You know, weird people. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think so. I think that's safe to say. Yeah. Last story here. Uh, uh, you know the Xbox 360? I've heard of that. You heard of that? Yeah, yeah. Video that's game soon. console? Sure. Um, that thing scratches up discs on Dude. occasion. Oh, my I've had gosh. it burn up a couple of, like, uh, the uh, Ubisoft's Naruto game last year. I was playing that, and at one point I took the disc out and realized, Hokey Smokes! Hokey. There's, there are giant grooves now. Yeah. I had Prey go bad on me. I remember Greg had uh, Dead Rising got all yeah, messed yeah. up on him. But do you have your 360 vertically oriented? Uh, no, I don't. Like I, and I it still scratched it up. Yeah, weird. Yeah, you move it around. Yeah, there was there was some jostling. I mean, you know, these okay. were 360 sitting on desks and whatnot. This was not a entertainment center right. 360. Where See, this my happened. thing was like Prey was at home, but I had my 360 stood up. And, you know, I probably, like, bumped the table or something like that, and it wobbled just a little bit, and that was apparently enough for it to be over mm. for that disc. So, like, I had a couple of discs start to get weird scratches in them when I had my 360 standing straight up, and I was like, wait, that's probably what's causing this. I should lay it the hell down. And after that, you know, I haven't had a problem ever since. But, but why are we talking about this? It ain't 2005 no more. Well, apparently the uh, Seattle Post Intelligencer. Uh-huh. Great name for a, a newspaper. I'm the intelligence-est. <laughs> <laughs> intelligence uh, I guess they've, they've done a little bit of digging and found some sort of old Microsoft documents that state that, uh, or at least seem to uh, infer that, uh, that Microsoft knew about these disc scratching <laughs> issues. They knew, man. I love how, yeah, like how deep and dark. They knew, man. They knew the whole time. A, a vast conspiracy with Steve Ballmer. I've got a notebook with post-its in it. And yeah. just like, the guys from Brute Force. <laughs> they knew? They, those guys, uh, those the, guys were, they were in. Lizard guy knew. They were in on Wall it. Wall guy were, from Perfect Dark Zero knew. <laughs> they were all knew. in on yeah. it, man. But I guess these documents came out as part of a, a potential lawsuit. Like, there's some guys trying to get class action status for this. Man. Uh saying that Microsoft knew and all this stuff. So it's like, yeah, they knew, but I, I think it's like like Microsoft has basically refuted this by saying, like, yeah, we, we totally knew because that happens in any disc-based thing. If you move it around, right. the discs move, and they eventually rub on something and get scratched up. Like, doy. Here, here's another one. Don't drop it. Don't drop it. Yeah. Also, <laughs> don't put it in Do water. not immerse in liquids, <laughs> and, and don't set it on fire. Don't forget to bump. 
And don't forget to bump. And also there's a fat sticker that goes over the, the drive tray on the 360 that says, do not move this thing with well, discs in it. Oper- in operation, right? Yeah. Or I don't even think it says with an operation. I think it says, yeah. I, think it says I know. Like, I was freaked out, too. <laughs> you freaked me out. You freaked me out more because of how freaked out Vinny was. There have been, there have been I will not rest my office. hand on the keyboard. <laughs> don't do that. For those who can't see, which I guess is everyone else, Vinny uh, nearly leapt out of his chair at the sound yeah, of that. I was ready noise. to flee, run out Your the fight door. Your fight or flight and, kicked yep. in immediately. Boom. I've heard that sound before and things have gone poorly. <laughs> uh, Some sort of Pavlovian uh, Now, if I play it again when you're there. expecting it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's still loud. I, yeah. All right. We're okay. It's kind of loud. We're okay. It's, I'll turn it down. It's a little loud. <laughs> All right. Now. So. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Think, didn't uh, regular Xbox have scratch issues, too? I bet if you turned it upside down while it was in motion, yes, certainly. That was a PlayStation. Yeah, that's, yeah, but they also, you know, didn't build it in such a way that it, it seemed it seemed like you were able or supposed to use it on its side. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. They they probably should not have. So you could just put it upright or sideways. Oh, well, just that, don't bump it ever. I can just do that whenever. Then was it that Target ad that had it upside down where the dude? <laughs> yeah. the hard drive? It was, I think it was a Radio Shack ad. Oh, Radio which, yes, Shack sitting oh. on the hard drive. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> I do remember when. Uh, when we were first having our, our PlayStation 3s and uh, one was making an awful lot of noise. And it's like, wow, this is, this is really making a, a – man, this what's wrong with this PS3? And I realized that it was sitting on the floor on the uh, on the side in which the, the air the actually comes oh, out. Yeah. Oh. So, yes, all of the all of the cooling oh. systems of it were pointing straight at the floor like, oh, uh, bye-bye. Well, there's actually that, there's a it. weird way, and, and people call it a fan test. I don't know if it actually is that or not, but if you turn it on and hold it upside down like that, eventually all the fans kick on. So that's probably what happened. Yeah, because it was, yeah, it was like really, really loud, yeah, and yeah. PS3s don't get noisy <laughs> that generally. Loud, yeah, yeah. They're generally pretty quiet devices, but it's like, is it going to explode? So what happens with this class action lawsuit? Do we all just sign up and we get like a nickel? I think, yeah, if you if you had disks that went bad. And Microsoft eventually like rolled out a program to where if your disks got scratched up, you Send could pay them, them 20 bucks and get a new disk. But uh, it only worked for games that they published. I so. rolled out this program where you get a uh, Gamefly subscription. Uh-huh. <laughs> scratch out your disk. <laughs> and you, you rent the game that you got. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty smooth. You, you figure the you know, A to B to C. Yeah, sure. That uh, program. <laughs> program. Don't, uh, don't, don't sneer quote the microphones. <laughs> uh, last story, and not really a story so much as a plug. Uh, we, last week, made a little trip to, uh, to the, the Ziv Davis offices. Oh, and, yeah, we did. And uh, went and uh, made some appearances on the One Up Yours podcast. Yeah. Which was a ton of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was weird being in a uh, a video game office. <laughs> yeah, back, I know. Like again. this, this really does not like where we are, where we work here at Giant Bomb does not feel terribly officey. Right, we're in a, a lower level. We have a just kind of a big open room with some stuff in it. It's Wait not for like my cue ball to come in. <laughs> yeah, there aren't like security cards and and you know sign in sheets and. Uh, and cubicle yeah, walls, and cubicle or cubicles, walls. Yeah. or yeah, none any, of none of those calls, things. Nothing. We had to we had to build our own desks. <laughs> yeah, our desks came in big flat pack brown build, boxes. I might build another one. Yeah, you feeling up for it? Yeah, I, I can go for another. Sure, I think you could use another desk. Yeah. So yeah, that that was weird, and uh, yeah, we just kind of talked about year end wrap up stuff. Uh, the first episode of of 
we, two we, part extravaganza. We did, yeah, we did a two parter because obviously they're all going on break, uh, much as uh, we kind of are. Um, so they they did two episodes back to back. We uh, the first one uh, was posted last week, and I guess the next one's going to be this week. Yeah, it'll probably have this Friday. I think Friday is their their posting day. So uh, be on Indeed. the lookout for that. It was yeah, again, fun, good times. Yeah. Uh, nice and interesting talking to. I had a similar experience to what I had when I went and did the stuff with the with game trailers, which yeah. you like. You're entering a group of people that have been talking to each other about this stuff for a while. Like they right, are, yeah. they already have a rapport, and there are already. I'm sure, like if anyone came in and guessed on on this show, uh, you know, weird inside jokes and just kind of patter things that that you are not privy to. So it's a little. Can be a little bewildering at times. Certainly, uh, although it helped, I think that we had a bunch of other guests, uh, or that we were among other guests on the the One Up Yours podcast. It wasn't just, and I spilled a drink like first thing to kind of yeah, just set you, the tone. You broke the ice right there. You yeah. said, "Hey, the screwdriver. I don't want to actually drink it. How <laughs> I'm going to wear it." And then I moved around. Like at, at some point by the end of the night, like every single one of those chairs had a weird kind of wet spot on it from where my vodka soaked shorts had been. <laughs> awesome! I uh, like nailed it. Like the, like just right. Can't. Boom! Right in the crotch. Can't That's right. invite giant bomb anywhere. <laughs> so, uh, so look forward to that. Did we do anything else crazy? Oh, we went to that Capcom event. Yeah, we went and saw Resident Evil and uh, Bionic Commando. Those are both there. And we also saw uh, our good friends from uh, the Age of Booty squad. Yeah. Uh, Adam Adam Boys and uh, Craig Craig, Craig Kuyawa and. Uh, Immediately upon seeing them, he said, let's get here. Let's go to the drinks are over here. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, the rest of the evening, uh, I'm slightly ashamed to admit that I didn't see too much of Bionic Commando or Resident Evil 5. Bionic Commando looks amazing. I'm very excited about I, that I looked at some of it, and I it, it looked very much like the multiplayer, because they were showing just multiplayer for that. Right, yeah, And yeah. I had seen some of that uh, prior to E3, and it, it looked yeah, they it were showing much like that. They, and they were showing some new RE5 stuff, which, which Brad checked out. I, I looked at it a little bit, and... And yeah, Bionic Commando multiplayer is, I think, going to surprise people. Oh, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I, I think it. You might consider it. To, oh, that's just going to be a throwaway thing. I'm really just in it for the single player. Oh no, man, no. I'm I'm feeling what they're doing with the multiplayer. So that that'll be interesting. But uh, yeah, got to got to chat up with those guys some more. Talked about some some per, some potential future video plans. <laughs> yeah. We'll see oh, how that goes. God. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. It'll in- involve this office becoming a dramatic mess all over again, probably. <laughs> Next time we have, we have to Capcom-proof the office. <laughs> Before everybody comes through. Right, you got those little plugs that you got to put into all of the outlets so that your kid doesn't stick a fork in them. And yeah. Just nerf on all the wall corners. Yeah. Uh. Plastic sheets over all the electronics. Good times. <laughs> uh, really, seriously considered more seriously than we are right now because that's that wouldn't be a bad idea. Uh, that's it for uh, for news of the world, and that's gonna be it until next year. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty yeah. much yeah. Everyone, everyone, is, everyone is already on vacation, yeah. Yeah. so the, you know you're not going to see a ton of. Uh, what the hell are we doing here? We've got our game of the year stuff up. You can go check that. Out. Well, we've got yeah. our nominees up. Yeah. We have those up. Uh, we will begin rolling out winners of those on the 26th day after Christmas. Yep. This Thursday? Sure. Friday. This Friday. Okay. That's the day after Christmas. That's the yes. day after Christmas. Wha-bam. 26th through the 30th, we'll be rolling out uh, winners, so be sure to check the site then. And we will also be expanding upon the list of... Uh, of Votants, user voters. Yes, of categories that, that users can vote on currently. It is uh, just, game, just of the year. game of the year. But we'll be rolling out some new stuff. Just game of the year. It's only the best game, your favorite game. And the, 
the entire damn and, year. I want, I want everybody to think about this. Not everybody here, because everybody here knows this already. Everybody, the users, uh, when you're when you're thinking about it, and I totally understand the mentality of it, but when you're thinking about why a game is not on, say, our list for Game of the Year, think of what you would knock off that list. Like, when you're like, why is this game not on there? Think about what you would remove, because those are the hard decisions we had to make here. Yeah. Not every game. And also, you're an idiot. (laughs) What the hell? Our list is perfect. No, you know, yeah, absolutely. And it's also very much a a personal, I I think, you know, it's, we are not trying to have some sort of abstract of what, you know, what was the most significant? It's like, what games did we like the most? You know? Yeah. It's all very gut check kind of stuff. But, like, I I think, uh, as you'll see from the podcast uh, for our Game of the Year stuff, these are these are what you see as the final product is the you know um, culmination of much debate. There were things our list started off big, and oh, we, yeah. had, we had tough decisions uh, to make. So like you know, a lot of the games that you guys think are like, why isn't this on there? I can't believe it. You're crazy. You didn't even think about like, this. No, that was that was on there at a point. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah no, I specifically saw like in the. Uh classic revival category best uh-huh. classic revival that some people were saying where the hell is uh, Mega Man 9 and it was, was on it, it was on it's, an early version of that yeah, list it, it, it is not in, in our view it is not one of the five best classic revivals of the year like it's yeah. it's t- tough call but you know uh, it's yeah great it, we, we all respect it but none of us want to play it yeah <laughs> totally so that's I think uh, but just know that stuff that was considered it's yeah it wasn't like, like yeah. we just said what, 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 what? <laughs> yeah it, it's not like we forgot games <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that didn't happen ever. <laughs> <laughs> nope. We uh, were on our shit the entire process. For we this year. We didn't procrastinate terribly during the whole... Oh, uh, we think about yeah. games all year round. It's true. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Uh, I would talk about new releases, but... Yeah, Puzzle Arcade is out this week on Xbox Live Arcade. It's a jigsaw puzzle it's game. A jigsaw puzzle for your video game console. Is it from IDOS? Finally. Is that from iOS? I have no idea. All right, emails. Emails. Here you go. Change it up. Change it up. Oh, little Jimi Hendrix. You need new sounds in there. It's all Doctor Who now. Brian Schaefer from Davenport, Iowa. Uh, He writes in saying, A big deal has been made out of the new community games found on Xbox Live Marketplace. In my opinion, most of these games range from mediocre to shit ran over twice. (laughs) I don't understand what the big appeal of these independently developed games is. I don't know. Maybe I'm just the drunk captain who doesn't see the iceberg floating towards the ship. What are your thoughts on these games? I'd say that a lot of them range between uh, mediocre and shit that's been run over twice. Uh, yeah, I haven't really seen anything too like sign surfing. I think is kind of clever. I yeah, I like I that concept, it, and but... I'm I'm intrigued by like I just went and downloaded a whole bunch of the demos that I'm gonna sift yeah. through. Over I, the I think the problem is that is that they're charging like five bucks for some of this stuff. Like some of those games just seem like way too expensive for for these kind of like super indie just like bedroom projects like well the problem is that most of them are also it at least seem horribly unoriginal yeah. most of them just seem like derivative and cheaply made if you're asking me to pay five dollars for this game when there are plenty of games on xbox live arcade that are better and available for five dollars i'm already not buying all those like I, like no no it's, it's cool like we've checked out some of them i, I can't say that i've spent a ton of time looking at it but yeah, I, it, it, it seems it, like like the stuff that's really good that's coming out of the whole XNA scene. Yeah, uh, is getting like picked up properly. 
Right. It's stuff that people are then actually going and publishing. Like, like the like the dishwasher. Or... Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> I was a little bit bummed out to see that that wasn't on the list because I totally would like to play some That's of the dishwasher. Because but you will it, you will get to. It, I will get to any as a non-community game, which yeah. at this point just seems like it's just a different section for them to shuffle off stuff well, on the marketplace. I always thought that was the plan, like float it up from the community stuff, and if it does well, then they pick it like, up. Pick it like like further develop it yeah. and pick it up or something. Yeah, I think that's certainly possible. Um yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to like. Schizoid crap. was uh, yeah an early game. I don't want to like crap all over it because I think it's really cool that that people are able to just like make a game in their spare time. Like dudes, just amateur game developing dudes are able to do that and then like actually get them floated up on a console and and sold and all that stuff. But like nothing that's that's shown up there has been like anything that that's really like been worth talking about. It's, hard like, to it's make worth games. talking about that. They are doing it, and that's in great. The, in the pit but, is out there, and that's I think, yeah, 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 one of the more interesting. Yeah, not not a commercially viable game, but that's a great case for something that's weird and very unique that would survive here, and this would be yeah. a, a good venue for that. Yeah, so it's it's great that Microsoft is doing it. Hopefully, some really interesting things will come out of it. But so far, there hasn't been that critical mass of like cool, weird stuff yet. Not yet. Uh, Follow up question from Brian: Could a taco be considered a sandwich? Sure, sure. In like very loose terms, a torta is a sandwich, though. I mean, if you want to get specific, well, I think my issue with a with a taco and being a sandwich is that I think you need two pieces of bread. But can they? They can't be touching. But but like, what about a flatbread sandwich? You know, you go to go into a Baker's Square, go into a Lions, order yourself flatbread sandwich. They're gonna give you. Like one of those like fold over pita bread things, and they straight up call it a sandwich. Taco is the same basic shape of of of, of bread bread type substance there. Certainly, but I, I, I guess I would also then dispute uh, a flatbread bread sandwich. I think you're opening up the door into uh, that's a, a flatbread sandwich is a nice hot sando. It just happens to be connected on one side. <laughs> I like a hot sando. I know you like a hot sando. <laughs> if I only knew where I could acquire a hot sando. There's that place a couple blocks from your house that has the sign that says hot sando. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout out to LaRay's. Those guys make bomb ass hot sandos. Actually, you don't, we don't even know no, how the quality I, is. I, no, no, I can. I, oh, go, you went there? I, I go there. You go there, you got a hot sando? LaRay's is legit. That place is awesome, but I... They have a sign like several blocks away, like trying to you know drum up some business for them because they're, it's it's kind of a shitty location. It's way out on the edge of town and not a lot of foot traffic or anything there. What are they like out western or something like that? Yeah, they're western? on western. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Uh, like just before the hill. So okay, so that's like, geez, all right. Yeah, like way. That's by Rob Conklin's parents' house. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like if you like go to my house down western and then you keep going. Sure. Uh, so there you go. I've given out big <laughs> yeah. details about the whereabouts of my house. I messed uh, up the under the undercarriage of my car real bad out there. That's, yeah, that's Rob a good place. Conkle's parents' place. High centered it on a big rock. That was a bad scene. That's a good place to do it. Scraped it up real bad. Uh, but yeah, Larray's makes a, a good sandwich. Also, they have nice a little, hot sando. They make a nice hot sando. Uh, some good like they make they make their own bread there, and that's just really good. Right. Oh wow! Uh, and they have right attached to it. So like part of it is a. Uh, like a little deli kind of convenience store side. Yeah. And you can like walk through this little door, 
that like goes past the, behind the counter, uh-huh. and then on the other side is a bar. Awesome! So you can like order a hot sando on on the the one side, and then stroll on over to the bar. And is the uh, bar also called Lorays? Yeah, it's all it's all Lorays. It's all, all part right, of the same right. thing. Huh. That is a glowing endorsement. No, I think that place is awesome. You, uh, I, yeah. I feel bad that I don't go there more often because you know, nice local, locally owned business, and it's out in the middle, of damn nowhere. Everyone's friendly, but it's like is it near the, it's, it's like near, two blocks from my house, near like the barber shop or something like that, right? Is it, no, where's the barber shop? That's next to uh, Fair West Market. Okay, this so is that's still, like, okay, yeah, further down, further this down, is further gotcha. down. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I think a taco is a sandwich. The next, <laughs> the next time you're in Petaluma, visit Larray's. I kind of want to have tacos. Get a hot sando. I, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go hit the taco truck. Is I, there, I think I, I would not call a taco a sandwich, but I could see. I could. I understand the argument. Burrito. No, not a sandwich at all. So not a soft taco. Soft taco would be a sandwich. Oh, so confusing. Somebody draw me a chart. But not the Taco Bell soft taco that is basically like that, would, I think, would qualify. Why not? I don't know. That's one piece. It is one piece. It's just folded over. One piece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stephen in Newfoundland, Canada writes in to say that a couple weeks ago when we were talking about Street Fighter 4 and how they were releasing an arcade stick, uh, it got him wondering uh, why are arcade sticks allowed but not mouse and keyboard. Uh, he can recall many conversations about unbalancing. Uh, what are they trying to say here that is okay to unbalance a fighter but not a first-person shooter? Are first-person shooters more important than fighters? Why allow an unbalancing of one genre but not another? I'm sure uh, if uh, if you were to ask the guys at the top of the VF5 and DOA4 ladders, they would say all they all use arcade sticks. I think if you were to ask the people at the top of the, the those ladders, they'd say they, they don't play the console versions because they're busy, too busy in Japanese arcades playing it. <laughs> I guess it depends on what ladders you're talking about. I don't about, think DOA4 exists in arcades. All right, you're right. If you were talking about the people at the, the top of the DOA4 ladder, they would say, I don't stand behind these remarks. <laughs> if I may unfairly lash out at a fan base. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got the halo, lady. <laughs> oh, yeah, so mean. Uh, anyway, I uh, can't look a girl in the eyes. <laughs> yes, I think it's safe to say that uh, in the that first person shooters are more important than fighting games. Like, yeah, definitely. Uh, but there's the stigma attached to the mouse and keyboard. Like, Microsoft doesn't want to be it, to be seen as as a PC, right? So, no, they also, don't they don't allow it straight also, up. Also, you know, you can put that. That arcade stick on your lap, right? Like the logistics. Phantom of, lap board, dude. The time is now. I, you know what? I've seen that. I've never really understood why it's better. Because you can put it on your lap, and then so the keyboard tilts up diagonally. Mm-hmm. So you have uh, your your left hand kind of on the part that's tilted up, and then further down in your lap on the underside is where the mouse pad part is. So my left hand is up in the so air. So your left hand's up in the air doing finger this. Finger the keyboard, and then finger below, the keyboard, and then below. Here's where the real action is. <laughs> Little slow stroking motion That's down right. below. That <laughs> <laughs> plays on the radio. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, hilarious sight gags in this <laughs> podcast, left and right. So it, the lap board is also stupid, but <laughs> sure. Well, also those arcade games just don't work on on regular sticks. Like well, like th- like they tune shooters so that they work on the analog sticks, and they well, make- they could just easily be making four button fighting games. And they do. In they a lot do. Of cases, you know, the but like Tekken works fine. You'd have to change some Street Fighter stuff to make that a four-button game, and then I wouldn't want to play it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's just straight up the stigma of a mouse and keyboard making people think that it's a PC and all the stigmas that come with it being a PC. Like that, also, that's really more, more to the point that you know the, that fighting games have a very set in its way audience. Right, people that are playing those games on a serious level, you know they they want that arcade stick feel they you know, want to be able to recreate whatever that experience was they had when they first played these games yeah so and, like and sh- shooters have just evolved yeah shooters just like you know we're at the part we're at the point in history where halo is one of the de facto standards for first person shooting right and that is a console game and it works yeah they, I, they figured it out they cracked the code i i never have any i never feel weird not playing like tekken on a joystick, uh, on a joypad, right. on a controller, yeah. like because that game it's four buttons, like it's you're using the face buttons. There are some people that would say like you know you can't hit one and four as well as you should be able to. I say you need smarter thumbs. <laughs> I've uh, never had a problem playing Tekken on a like I've almost exclusively played Tekken on a PlayStation controller. So. Yeah, but yeah. you're also not playing it like the highest level possible. Sure, you know you're you're not the best Tekken player in the world. I'm, I'm sure they would want. Actually, for Tekken, I would I would use my index finger or middle finger for the buttons. Sure, that works too. Yeah, yeah, for that reason. Yeah. I get a lot of good rolls going with my thumb on that. Uh-huh. But I feel like the move, like, I don't know, the precision on like something like a Street Fighter is just like, I don't know, you gotta you gotta have that gotta have that stick, baby. I've been playing HD Remix with the gamepad and I'm doing fine. Yeah, you know, no problems, not not huge problems. Uh, Nick writes in to to comment again on our uh, ongoing zombie cyborg conversation. Yep, and uh, he submits that the husks from Mass Effect are totally cyborg zombies. Those are the dudes that uh, that the yeah. Geth like throw down onto their weird spires, yeah. oh, and then yeah. they drain the life out of them, and then they fill them they with technology them. juice. What do you think? Those people- What's keeping them alive, though? Is it a zombie virus or the technology? I think that since those people are, they're dead, right? Or no? Are they are they not quite dead by the time they're turned into? Well, maybe they're not cyborg zombies so much as they are cybernetic zombies, because their zombieism is technologically based right it's not a virus or you know some no one threw a nanovirus no one threw a weird body into yeah. a cremation thing and then it all got in the air and everyone that's, turned into zombies that's just straight up cyborg but I don't, but it's not like they're bolting robotic parts on it's just they are being infected from the inside with technology see like by that notion though i think you would you would come back to like saying that robocop is a zombie which i will not accept <laughs> Like that's how is that different from RoboCop, where they took someone who was dead or almost dead, and he put a bunch of technology. Dead. Like these guys, they've drained the life out of all the way. I, they have. We no, don't know. We yeah, don't know enough about the Mass Effect process. Oh, the, the husking book again. clear this all up in, in Mass Effect Two, <laughs> which is just a Left for Dead clone. <laughs> uh, Patrick in, in Edmonton, Alberta, writes into further on the cyborg zombie conversation. Thank God. <laughs> But this one's never going to die like a zombie. Uh, in regards to the zombie cyborg dilemma, what if in the process of becoming a cyborg, the subject became brain dead, at which point the body function is then regulated by a computer? Uh, I would then call that a zombie cyborg. What now? So was Terry Schiavo a, 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 like a cyborg at one point then? Is that where we're going with this? Because that's... She was cyber... She, yeah, I think a little bit. She was a little cybernetic. <sighs> Except it wasn't built in. But that's just a you know, limitation of today's technology. I feel like this is easy for me. Zombie cyborg is a is a person who has died 
was brought back through some supernatural means yes. and then was turned into a cyborg. Yes. You are a zombie first and then you're a cyborg. But there are definitely zombie situations where you it's could not be a, supernatural. You could be a cyborg there are, zombie. There are scientific reasons why zombieism occurs. There are viruses. Supernatural viruses. No, no, they are made in labs. Supernatural labs. <laughs> I think right now that is supernatural. Resident Evil is is not fucking supernatural at all. That is purely science. That is hard science. How does it work? The Umbrella Corporation went to Africa and got the virus from there and then synthesized it into the G-virus. Right, but has that T virus? Has that was actually, it the T virus first, and then it mutated into the G virus? Dude, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, but how's that work? All I know, is that, all I know is that no. they're all racists. <laughs> <laughs> Racist zombie cyborgs do not exist today, so it's all supernatural. Cyborg zombies are different. Uh, Rainer <laughs> from Estonia writes in to say that he has had a Whopper in Miami and a Whopper in London. And word <laughs> is that like a start of a rap song? Like, damn girl, I had a Whopper in Miami, I had a Whopper in London. You'll come around, go around the world with me, girl. And, and he, he is sore. He is not. Feeling. And uh, you know, he says that he felt that the uh, London Whopper was the superior Whopper. Really? Yep. Weird. To me, it tasted like. His caveat, Bad though, fire. was that uh, he is sort of a Whopper virgin, as those are his first and only two Whoppers. <laughs> oh, the innuendo in this Estonia for is amazing. Anything no, in... nothing. What no? innuendo? I don't know what you're talking about. Neither do I. Yep. I'm asking you. <sighs> Next, he'll tell me that the Diddy Donuts were not garbage. I don't Bob know. Bob Sharp. County Durham. That's a name you can believe in. Bob Sharp. Hey, County- Bob Sharp. How you doing, sir? Like, well, shake that hand. I'd buy a car from that guy. <laughs> County Durham, UK. So that is not what Bob Sharp is going to sound like. Bob Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an American. Come on down to Bob Sharp. Uh, Robert Sharp, then. Uh, is it with an E on, on the nope, end? Nope. S-H-A-R-P. See, dude, that period. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know if that's part of his name, but <laughs> read on. At the end, Bob Sharp, period. Uh... He uh, brings up the point, and I'm glad that he did because I totally would have forgot, as would you, Jeff. Orange box. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Orange box. Idiots. Uh, uh, we, in the uh, April 1st, 2008 episode of the Giant Bombcast, okay. laid down a wager a good eight months ago. Okay. More than eight months ago, we laid down a wager All between right. you and me, a, 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 a monetary. There's money on this. There's steaks okay. here. All right. Delicious steaks. All right. Where we uh, discussed the, the, I guess, existence of uh, Master P and Seth Green's hip-hop game, Play the right. Industry. Yes. Where uh, I went back and actually listened to it before we, we came in and recorded this podcast and... I guess the, the terms of the, of the wager were that if uh, we heard nothing about that game yes. before the end of the year, unless what we heard was that it had been canceled, uh-huh. that uh, I would owe you $10. All right. Clock's ticking on that one. Now, uh, yeah, it's we're almost, we still have a week to go. Uh-huh. Does but, this uh, count, though? Does this email count <laughs> as hearing about the game? Bam. Damn. Right about it. <laughs> oh. Loophole. Give me my 10 bucks. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to, to bring that up to bring that back to our minds, and hopefully this will get out to Master P and or Seth Green's people. <laughs> Money's rising. <laughs> Some up. sort of press release will be put out because gentlemen, it's going to be like December thirty first, eleven fifty p.m. <laughs> 
press the, release but goes the, out. But then it's going to say, this game's been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Just under the wire, but it still didn't no, matter. Master P is busy working on his, like, BET replacement. Like, he's been out giving interviews. He's starting a new television network. Wow. Like, on the basis that, like, BET is ignorant, so he's doing something better or something like Oh wow! Like that's that's like the whole crux of his argument is that he doesn't like BET, which I'm like I, I, I don't, don't like BET I, either. Well, yeah, I don't think you're supposed to like BET. I don't know. Why not? I don't know. What are you saying? I'm I saying like, that you're a racist. <laughs> I like I like hip hop. We listen to hip hop in your car every day. I know. They don't show enough we, of it on BET. Today, that's why I don't watch today BET. when we were out at lunch, we had a lengthy and spirited discussion of Christmas and Hollis. Yep. The last the last new Christmas song. The last one, apparently, the according to Jeff. That's it. It's over. Jeff says there are no more Christmas songs after Christmas. No, last canon. Yeah, exactly. Song. Like yeah. that's close the book. Yeah. So if you disagree with Jeff, you think there are important Christmas songs that come out after 1987? Yeah, we'll yeah call something it. like that. Yeah. Canon. No duets. Duets don't count. Yeah. No covers of old songs. That was the uh, Christmas. Yeah. Hollis what was, was the last, last new Christmas song that is relevant? That is still relevant. That's not country. Relevant. Relevant. I think that that qualifies as relevance. <laughs> relevant to our audience. I mean, yes, yes, there are places where Christmas songs are, where all Christmas songs are always relevant. When did Santa's uh, workshop, for example? When did uh, Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer come out? Uh, late seventies. Okay. It was Doctor Demento. Yeah. Boy, that that's been kicking around for a while, man. See, I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus. That is old. That does, that does that count though? That's fifties. That gets into weird like novelty stuff. That's hot. That might be what honest. about that? They might be giant song. Which one? The one about Santa. What about my girls wearing oh, Santa's beard? No, that's it's a Christmas song. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think to play that around Christmas time. <laughs> it's an anti-Christmas song, if anything else. Whatever. Uh, it's it's talking, talking about how Santa is a player. It is like their LL Cool J response song to "I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus." Like, I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think that counts. I think there's a U2 Christmas song that's pretty popular. Sunday Bloody Sunday. Yes, this is not a rebel song. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. But it's would you hear Christmas that? If, so if, if a what song is that? You know, you if know. a radio station said we're going to an all Christmas format, would they play that song? I no. think so. No, I no. think they would. Whatever the one I was just humming, I don't know if that is. Bono. That's a cover. That's something else. <laughs> that ain't, they ain't no real Christmas. Ain't real. Paul Simon. Oh, Cannon by Pocketbell. That's what we're talking about. Next but, uh, question. Yeah. Uh, Steve Duguma. Duguma? D-E-G-U-M-A? I wish people just had easy to... Sharp. Pronounce. Yeah, Bob Sharp. <laughs> Everyone's email for the rest of the show. Bob Sharp, Bob from, Sharp writes in. from West Mifflin, PA, to say that uh, we've talked about uh, our thoughts on the used game industry and its its place. Uh, what do we think about the rental business? Do we Are think we? it's any different? We talked about this some. Well, like you know, I think it's weird because I feel like we're always torn in two directions on on all this stuff. Where it's like, on one hand, you don't want to see the industry getting screwed over too badly because you know it's, they need to make money so that they can keep making games. But on the other hand, you know, you want to be pretty consumerist about this stuff because those same companies would love nothing more than to rip off every consumer they possibly can for as much money as possible, constantly. So. Like stuff like rentals are great because people should be able to try before they buy and then that sort of stuff and 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 in theory used games are good because people are able to get the same experience for less money right uh, and it's it's hard to kind of go back and forth as to to what's right and what's wrong on that I mean you know Nintendo tried to shut down the rental business back in the NES days and failed miserably um, 
it's 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 just a it's a weird messy situation how viable is the rental market these days though like how like how much do you have to charge for a game rental for it to be like fiscally like to, yeah to be profitable for the you know the the store whoever it is that's doing the renting uh and, i think like, that's why and, like, and then like how much time would you feel is a fair amount of time to have a, a rental game out like at a certain point that's where the used game market three dollars for five days that's what i was paying yeah. when i stopped renting games so yeah that's yeah. because yeah like you start charging you know five bucks for two days or something like that you'd have a thing out for a week then you could have just bought the full version or you right. know, at least gotten a, a used version of it for pretty close or just go to gamefly well i i do think that stuff like like demos are helping in this regard yeah it's like it's saying hey if you want to buy this game here's here's a way that you can do it in an officially sanctioned fashion i mean that's what the pc like, industry but forever. again i love my gamefly account like i love being able to have games and yeah like pop i pop them I mean, in and go for a little bit and go all right done with this don't want to play it anymore yeah like that was that that stuff's not too bad i no guess longer. But I think the, the the main problem with the used business is that the way GameStop does it is so shysty. Yeah, you know, just like trying to trying to sell people used games first instead of new games because they get a higher cut and it's just a like, hustle. I mean, it, it's, like, it's a, it is just straight up a, a hustle at GameStop, and I think that that's why it leaves such a bad taste in my mouth is because they are bad. bad. Uh, so selling people, broken but at the games, same time, it isn't like yeah. don't. They go to those lengths because they're getting such a minuscule cut of the cost of the new games that they're selling, like they make a couple like of cents or something. profit margin so thin. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, yeah, that, that's, you, you don't see anyone other than dedicated game shops doing this, you know, trade in used game stuff. Like Best Buy sells a bunch of games, but they also sell all sorts of other stuff. So while you're in there buying their low profit margin games, you might maybe, pick maybe up. Maybe you buy a washing machine. Yeah, maybe you buy something else that's a higher margin of profit. So. I bought a wa- I bought a, my dryer from Best Buy. Indeed. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what the... Tell me the answers to these questions, Vinny. It, you're wrong. Damn it. <laughs> they are the devil. I actually had my girlfriend uh, had two copies of games. <clears throat> she was buying someone for Christmas, and um, they were both uh, on the shelf, open box. Yeah. And uh, I said, she was on the phone. I was like, don't don't buy it if they... Because they were both supposed to be... They both said new on them. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, don't buy it if they don't give you a shrink wrap copy. And uh, one of them, they were like, nope. So I said, walk away. Yeah, you can't give that as a gift. Here's an open copy of a yeah. game. I've tried that; doesn't work. Oh, plus they won't take it back as new. They'll take it back as used because yeah. it's open. Right. Shiesty. That is the worst practice ever. Their whole yeah. Like it, I was reminded of it today. We went to the Best Buy and you bought your copy of The World Ends with You, and I remembered when I bought my copy, and it was like the open. Yeah. Like this is the only one we got, man. <laughs> and there was all the stories going around at the time that it was like, like short shipped and and it was going to be hard to find. I'm like, well fine right. i got it and there was no saved game on it thankfully though that has certainly happened before right um, yeah you know we just all, have all heard bad bad things and you know i hate to think that all of them are true but i've had enough bad experiences yeah to, i don't know well, I just, I just, I'm, I'm just at a point where I, I don't like game specific retailers because you know they're so tailored to selling to people that you know play a lot of games that that they are very good at trying to exploit those people yeah 
And, you know, that's why I prefer the kind of more anonymous experience of I'm just going to go into this big box retailer or Amazon or something I think like it's that. My, it's their effectiveness at exploiting the, that market that uh, bothers me. It's it's the nakedness of it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's like it's, it's, like, so it, it's when you call them up and they say, oh, what do you want to re- – you can always get extra money for your used games and reserve. What do you want to reserve today? It's like, leave me alone. <laughs> Like they, the they new have game so, they that I can't have, buy because I don't have a pre-order for it. Yeah, it's like they're they're taking money so that to push other games. That's why they where you can reserve Ninja Gaiden two right now. That's because Tecmo is running a campaign with GameStop to get them to mention Ninja Gaiden two every time they pick up the damn phone. Well, I, I think places like Best Buy and um, bigger retailers have caught up. Like they have stuff on day of release usually. Yeah, uh, like that's definitely changed. Like like it used to kind of be at the mercy of some of the game yeah. retailers because they had it on day one and Best Buy would not. But like Best Buy, at least the one here, yeah, rocks all with that stuff now. So. They're they're doing midnight launches. They have they have their yeah. they have tapped into that gamer market. Where did you guys buy games before all this? Before there were Best Buys and before we uh, had... I was a big Toys R Us. Kid. Yeah, Toys R Us. True, big time. Uh. And there was also like a, a good old electronics boutique in the, the Santa Rosa Mall there. That's right, yeah. EB. The Babbage's. Uh, that's right, yeah, Babbage's. Oh, well, that's, Babbage's. This, I'm talking pre-Babbage's, baby. I thought that was a software, et cetera. Oh, yeah, it was a software, et cetera. Software, software et cetera, and a Babbage's And a Babbage's, and then it changed it, yeah, yeah. I definitely so now to... that mall has a GameStop and... And a Babbage's. That they, just, they only call it that because... Did they call it... Didn't they change it to EB? I think they might have changed it to oh, EB. Oh, maybe they did change it to EB, which is just the same company. Yeah, which is madness... I was definitely buying my PC games from Electronic Boutique. Yeah. Yeah. The EB? No, Electronic Boutique. Oh, okay. Yeah. EB Games? Nope. No. <laughs> Fundamental Land? The Elbow. <laughs> <laughs> and they had Elbow the Dog for a little while, I think. Really? Yeah. They actually went for that? I guess that makes sense. Why not? Really? I think so. Oh, wow. I could be wrong. Frank the Bartender from Toronto, Canada writes in. Says that he is back home for Christmas. His dad's making him sort through all the junk that he left there. Uh, he got his uh, his collection of Computer Gaming World magazines. And he wants to know, is there a reason why I'd want to keep these? <laughs> are, you, are you a big Johnny Wilson fan? Are you asking me? No. Yes. Are you a big guy? I don't know who that is. Okay, all right. I'll I'll ask you guys this. Is there a reason I should be keeping my next-gen magazines at home in my parents' basement? I still have a bunch of mine in my garage. What do I do? Bunch of, I have a bunch of old EGMs and next gens. I get I get rid of old magazines. Toss them. I get rid of old magazines after like I keep them for probably about a year, and then I get a pile of them. I go, oh, I don't. Just I'm never going to look at these again. I used to really like going back to like some of the early '90s game magazines that I had kept and, and just kind of seeing what was like the ho- like it was always like the previews stuff that was the most interesting <laughs> like seeing what they were saying about games that were coming gonna out gonna be so awesome yeah it's like Chip's Challenge for the Lynx is gonna be so bomb ass the Lynx is wicked special advertising section about the Lynx <laughs> and like looking back at it now kind of knowing what I know about the How publishing works, business right? like you look at the, some of this stuff like special insert turbo graphics 16 pages I'm like uh huh <laughs> how'd that go down PC Gamer, the spine of PC Gamer, if you stack them all up, spelled PC Gamer, which is pretty awesome. Like over the course of a year yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I can't get rid of those. I never really read PC magazines. Like that, I would get one here and there. Like I still have one that has like Half Life versus Sin on the cover or something. It's just like, what? Well, it came with a. Remember, de- how, remember when that was a fight? <laughs> yeah. I, hey, I chose Sin. Cool. I also bought Sin. And really? did not get past the second level. I finished Sin, man. It got bad quick. Sin stays awesome. Mm. Right up until the point where they release Sin episodes. And you're like, oh, man. Can it, JC? 
I still have my demo discs for PC Gamer, and those are things I should get rid of. <laughs> demo discs. Those were kind of awesome. But yeah, they were awesome. But there's no reason to have them now. Sure. You could probably find any of that stuff online. You look hard enough. Yeah, like just, any, but, any of those but, demos, you could probably. But the greatest, like, not not just like because you would get the individual demos, but like they would often have weird front end packaging on it. Yeah, oh, super yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. Made yeah, director biz- and like bizarre, yeah. yeah, 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 bizarre full motion <laughs> videos. <Director>. And, uh, <laughs> got this hypercard stack. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like like those are even better kind of time capsules <laughs> of their day. Like. I, uh, Will modern Max run hypercard stacks? Like, could I go find like the original like so. Beastie Boys and they might be Giants hypercard stacks that came out before the albums did? Like, trying to promote it, will those still run? I doubt. I it. doubt. I'm, it. I bet there's some application out I'm there. Sure, I'm sure not it, natively. Yeah, you yeah. couldn't just <laughs> native hypercard sports. <laughs> it's on the back of the box. Snow Leopard. That's going to be one of the big pushing <laughs> points. Back in finally. <laughs> also comes default with a Gopher server. <laughs> Steve C. Steve, yeah, C. We'll so I guess to answer his question, like I don't, I would look through them and, and see how you feel. Like like flip through them and see if you if you like you if you have feelings of nostalgia that you may want to revisit. I would hang on to that stuff. But otherwise, dude, old magazines. Like if you're if you're, I would say if you're that's super, the only value that they might have. I don't like if you're asking if they're oh yeah like if they're like collectors value like new. No. If you're super down with them and you have a tough time getting rid of them, I did this with all my PC game boxes. Like they just took too much space. Ripped the covers off. And then put them on a collage, and then put it under your bed. Or I mean, if, if you're like, su- if you're super crazy about them, scan them all in. Yeah, and put them online somewhere, like you know, illegally or whatever. But still that would take forever. Like there's there's kind of there are people that are doing that. Like here's this weird old yeah, like, especially the ads. Like that stuff just looks so oh. crazy and it's so hard oh, to find. Yeah, now. like like old like like old popular mechanics from oh yeah yeah like yeah. it's going way back. Yeah, like Google has all that stuff now. Yeah. Wow. You can go just leaf through ancient episode, uh, ancient issues of that. Like if I could just go through and read like old popular science, old copies of VG and CE. Just read like here's what Andy Eddy's editorial was this month. Like that'd be cool. Uh, I would totally do that. He says I've got a mustache. He says <laughs> they forced me out for advertising purposes. <laughs> All right, Steve. This is gonna be our last one. I think. Yeah, be the last one. Uh, he says that he recently sent away for his transfer kit for his Xbox 360 since he's getting the the 60 gig hard drive soon. Uh, and he uh, he read about the the transfer process on the official site and found it kind of ambiguous about transferring game saves. Uh, he knows that we've gone through this and uh, wants to know if his uh, game saves are safe or if they will be lost forever. Yeah, they're totally safe. Yeah, everything yeah. goes. Yeah, it seems like it. it's it's interesting though because that process is not it's not just like a direct copy. Like you will get back all of your stuff if you have any sort of content like game saves or videos, videos that you purchased or. Yeah. or Demos, I think, even basically yep. anything that you've downloaded on your Xbox Live account or used with that account is going to be uh, saved on there. But then when you start up your new hard drive, it will also mysteriously have a bunch of other stuff on it that you did not necessarily put on there. Yeah, because the disc that you use with the transfer kit, I think, yeah. has all that stuff on there. So it will add a bunch of demos right. and videos uh, that you. Which is weird because, like, at least when when I did it, mm-hmm. everything that it added on there was. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I was like, it was like here's super, like even like here's and that Uno was demo, and that like, was oh. and that was right when that transfer kit had come out. But yeah. it was still like oddly strange that they put all this old old stuff yeah, on my hard drive. Some people haven't seen so. it, man. You but check you it had out. to have if you had the old hard drive. Like I don't even understand did, why. Did you? Did you watch it? Yes. <laughs> no, you didn't. What else was I supposed to do when I had the Xbox at Delete. launch? Play cameo again. I had I had Play plenty of, I had plenty of room on my hard drive when the Xbox 360. I'll never launched. need any more space than this. Twenty gigs, man. Whoa. Jeff's trying to make out with his wrist. Uh, I think my lip is bleeding. Oh, chappy. I'm good. A little dry. Yeah. 
Uh, it will say. I will say this: when I did mine, it did say some files could not be transferred. That's it, and it doesn't tell you which files. And it says nice. we, we deleted them. It's like okay. Oh, thanks for that. Yeah, mm. but I, I found everything I needed so far. I don't know. Oh. I, like how many times you go back and check your save games from two years ago to make sure they're still there. Right. No, the thing. weirdest thing about this process, at least for me, was that. Like, when you first start this up, they warn you repeatedly that, dude, when you do this, it is going to blow away all the content on your old drive. Yeah. That stuff is going to be pulverized and dead and everything, so, <laughs> you know, be ready for that. Be ready for everything to be on the new hard drive. I did not find that to be the case at all. Oh, really? You my old 20, old my old 20 gig drive, I popped on back onto an Xbox, and... Everything was there? Everything was still there. Get out of here. Like, all the games that I had purchased, all this the videos. This is like some, like, Logan's Run shit going on. Like, I, I <laughs> believed it. Yeah, no, I like... Tell me it's people? <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrong movie, but oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to throw them all in there. Westworld? He's a robot? You a Brenner? <laughs> it's not all water? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's land there. You're, that tattoo is a map. That's a... There's a black hole and a robot named Vincent? You built it and they did come. <laughs> Oh, so that's what? it for emails. Thanks for everyone who wrote in. <laughs> Bombcast at giantbomb.com is the address. Uh, let's, before oh, we wrap this up, talk a little bit about 2009. Oh, yeah. My favorite part of the show. Uh, that's the next year. <laughs> that's coming up soon. Yeah, real soon. What are we looking forward to in the next year? Other than, uh, you know, the miraculous recovery of the economy and everyone getting their jobs back that lost them over All the right. last two months. No, no, we're not. We're talking about 2009 here, not, 20, <laughs> not 2010. So that's that's also wishful thinking. Yeah, let's I say so. I want to I let's say what company is either going to be merged or not around in 2009. I'd also will not be a company by the end of 2009. I like these predictions. I feel like we should have some prediction music. Like, oh, we'll, we'll fi- I'll find something. Okay. Yeah, give me eerie tones. What are your predictions, Mr. Davis? <laughs> now, that'll do. Midway. Midway's gone. Gone. Midway's gone. Obliterated. Midway is a a still a publishing brand, but it is not its own company. It has been. It has been merged with someone else. Who is who's doing MK? Who do you think should be doing MK? Idos. <laughs> and then they go under. No, okay, here you go. Midway closes all of its publishing business. Okay. And just becomes a very big developer that then is published by a different company. By EA. Maintains some form of autonomy. Hmm. Interesting. So still Mortal and they're still just pushing Mortal Kombat? Yeah, and they and you know, they they try and they finally try and do some stuff with some of their older properties. Wheelman does exceptionally well and brings Midway back. That's your prediction? No. I'm asking. I was going to say. Question mark. No. No. Midway, uh, Wheelman does fine and is a a better game than people expect, but is not some chart. I don't know. I think. Is not some multi-million charper. I I do not think that game will be over or underrated. I think that is going to be a game that will be rated. (laughs) All right. (laughs) That is a solid prediction. (laughs) Can't go wrong with that one. I bet you're right. No, yeah. Like, I, I think that game, I think people's expectations are... Probably pretty right on for it so far. I think it'll be fine, but yeah, I I suspect that that might not turn a profit. Hmm. Sure, I think that that's that's a tough one. that's possible. Um, well, let's get off of weird predictions that oh. really. 
totally unqualified to try and make <laughs> no it. But the financial condition of various we companies. Acclaim goes out of business again. <laughs> Comes back briefly. The Gizmondo yeah. doesn't come out again. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Phantom digital distribution platform they're trying to gin up right now. That also does not occur. That doesn't happen either. Yeah. That uh, board still doesn't come out. All right, okay. So DSI. does Duke Nukem Forever ship in 2009? Yes. Ooh. Yes? yes. You're saying yes. Holiday 2009. October I, 2009. I think, I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. Well, then I have to say no. No. All right. <laughs> just, just so there's some difference in Yeah, there. just so there's some drama yeah. here. No, I don't think that the game right. is coming out. Like, yeah, they've been showing more of it. Is it but good? Is it good? It's okay. It's okay. Yes. Yeah, that that has been my thought about that for several years now, is when it finally does come out, it it's will competent. It, 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 is the, it is the Chinese democracy of video it's games. Like, well, it's like, well, yeah, there's some there's stuff. Some, there's some, some stuff. stuff. I see what they were, yeah, all right. I like yeah. I like this part. I thought this was really good, and, you know, it was good to see this, this call back to the other Duke Nukem, but, uh, yeah. Does it have online, more than online deathmatch? Does it have captured the flag? It's got Duke, Duke match, Nukem? baby. Pipe bombs. <laughs> Fuck deathmatch. Duke match. Uh, That's better. No, well, it's, it's got the standard rim. Let's talk about some, Alan of, Wake. some of the games that, uh, yes, that will be a 2009 release. I'd say no. I'd no. I'd say no. They're, okay. they're just going to stop it. Negative <laughs> energy like that that is keeping Alan Wake, Alan Wake, Wake from being released. Damn Ma- Max Payne sequel? You know? No, nah, it's not going to come out next year. No. That'll, be, that'll be 2010. Maybe and, that's not, and that's not even Remedy. That's some other... right. Jerk bags. So I can see that being shit, Maybe that will come out. In yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, if, yeah, uh, if, if, if Max Payne two beats Alan Wake Max to three, retail, three, yeah, Max Payne I'm three. sorry, Max Payne three. Good point. Max Payne two has already beat Alan Damn Wake it. to retail. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> already lost that bet. That was, a, that was a poor bet for me to make. Uh, he- heavy rain. What about it? That's coming out. Is yep. it coming out? Uh, I think they've said that yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but, I, I, but I, I, no it? reason to to not believe them on that. They have, uh, they have not. They have they have hit release dates. Yeah, they have shipped a game before. Well, uh, well, I don't know, I was, will, will Soldier Boy's relevance continue into 2009 <laughs> as far as gaming is concerned? Will he establish himself as a player? Uh, fading out after February. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Fading out before his game comes out. Right. Sadly. Uh, and that's going to do it for... Uh, we will be back next week with our uh, our Game of the Year delib- deliberations. Yeah. Um, we have an epic podcast recording uh, basically how we decided what our Game of the Year would be. Right. The overall award. We started and finished the debates in front of these microphones. <laughs> it was brutal. Yeah. It was it was lengthy. It's tough. Sad. We, we tears. Late. That's right. There was a lot of crying. There was a lot of uh, finger pointing. Yep. There's a lot of finger wagging. There's walking out. There's a lot of how can you sit there and say that no, this game is better I would call than this it storming. game? Storming. Storming out. Storming. Storming. Out. Lots of storming out. Lots of storming in. Uh huh. Lots of general storming about the room. Some breaks. You'll hear the break music, perhaps. You'll yeah. probably hear the break music no less than twice. <laughs> Man. At least. Uh, yeah, it's tough. But, uh, but this is our, our last proper regular old podcast for 2008. So thanks, everyone, who's uh, who's been listening. Yeah, we've, we've passed... Uh, Giant Bomb, year one. That's yeah. right. We've gone from my living room to this table. So. That's right. Yeah, of course, we will be back in 2009 to bring you more video game-related stupidity.